Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash jreepodcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, gang, if you are in Ottawa, be sure to check out our sponsor for this podcast, Ward 14. Ward 14 is Ottawa's first and only consignment bar. That's right. Everything inside the bar is for sale. The bar stools, the bar tops, the board games, the fish. I don't know about the fish, but everything pretty much is for sale in this bar. They have a lovely food menu. They have uh, great specialty drinks. The staff are awesome. Uh, It's a quaint little place. If you're looking for a place to go in Ottawa, it's in the heart of Ottawa's Little Italy. Check them out. Ward 14, 139 Preston, right beside the fire station. Uh, Ward 14, sweet little consignment bar. Check them out if you are in Ottawa. Thanks so much. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. All right. We are back. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. Uh, As always, I am Matt Floyd, joined by Kamar. Yeah. And Simon. What's going on, boys? Uh, how was everyone's week? Oh, it's been a minute, eh? Since the last time we saw you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, yeah. I miss you, boys. Yeah. Simon, how was your week? It was a pretty good week. Light, light Joe Rogan week. The lightest of Joe Rogan and weeks. And here we are. Yeah, yet still we come to the table for you, the listeners, the loyal listeners, assuming there are some of you. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, the format here is very simple. We've each listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. Uh, we're going to break down each episode, episode by episode, and we're going to rate the week as well as each episode on our scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And uh, we're going to touch on uh, some of the topics and the fun stuff they discussed this week. Should we just get into it, boys? I don't think we have anything else to uh, talk about except for our first uh patreon well technically it's not patreon because it's uh, we gave it to everyone for free the teaser yeah you see you have to listen to the last 12 chapters that's it um for those of you that do support us on patreon uh we have a new series called this won't age well um it's very simple we go back and we listen to old joe rogan episodes we each choose one a month we're gonna do three of these a month uh, and we post our first one today. So <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, there are two that are going to go up. They'll go up basically the first, second, and third Monday of every month, should everything go to plan. So next Monday, there'll be another one. And uh, the following Monday, there'll be another one. We did Shane Smith, Gavin McInnes, and Giorgio Sukalos this month. So uh, nice little trip back in time. And they actually ended up being pretty fucking entertaining because of some of the stuff that's transpired in the world since those were recorded. It really is a neat experience. Yeah. Uh, so and uh, even non-Patreon people can listen to that Sucolos. Yeah, one. the Sucolos one, one. We're like drug dealers. The Sucolos one we've given you for taste. free you taste. just to get you hooked. And then from there on, it's uh, 4 a.m. door knocks. 
<laughs> uh, yeah. So if you want to check that out, if you have any interest in listening to us, uh, give our opinions on Joe Rogan Experience podcast from way back, we've done so. And if you don't care about it, then don't bother with the Patreon. Um, let's get into it. Super light week. Super light week. Even if you add the karate hottie. Really. Is, I mean, that, I, is that her fighter nickname? Yeah. Okay. I guess it was Memorial Day and Joe was sick, so it was good for us because we had to cram in an extra seven hours of podcasts. So it felt like a big week, yeah. It was a huge week. <laughs> uh, do you want to just get into it, Simon? Do you have anything to add? Sure. So we'll rate the week. Yeah, might as well rate the week. We had uh, the Witherspoons, JD and John. Uh, then we had... Uh, yeah, yep, Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, yep, <laughs> Wiz Khalifa. And then we capped off the week with the Fitz dog, Greg Fitzsimmons. Kamar, we'll start with you. What do you rate this? What do you rate this fucking dismal week? <laughs> I, I give it. A, I give it a three. Three Jamies. Hmm. Wildly generous, Simon. I'm gonna go three as well because the guests were quality people. They just turned out not to it's be the sent- most entertaining of it's episodes. A, it's a sentimental thing, yeah. Like it, it wasn't like a. You know, where I hated the guy that I wanted to give them a bad mm. number. <laughs> I mean, this is tough because I thought the Wiz Khalifa episode was one of the bottom barrels. Trash. It was absolute garbage. Very tough to listen to. And I was amped on it. Like, I'm a rap fan. Not necessarily a Wiz Khalifa fan, but yeah, but I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I got what I should have expected. I didn't leave yeah. that podcast and was Absolutely. like, well, this guy's a piece of shit. You no, know no, 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 no. Not at all. Like, but I... Meh. I just left and was like, I want that two hours back. That's more like if you cut out the yeah, yeps, it's probably a one hour episode. Oh, for real? Oh, for, <laughs> it's, it's really tough. All right. And then, uh, and then Fitz Dog is always just a middle of the road. Like it's never. Well, he's one of the better comedians I find. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But again, as far as he's on all the time yeah. and it's I, like, so I whatever. do like their rapport. Yeah. Like they, he's way better friends with uh, Fitz Dogden Shop or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I think they've known each other forever guys. too. You know what I mean? So, but they started together. Needless to say, I thought those two episodes were <laughs> meh. I thought the JD and John Witherspoon, <laughs> although we'll have nothing to talk about, was a fucking five star episode. So I guess I'll That's, join. Yeah, I'll join the group in saying three because it's you know I can take away from the Wiz Khalifa episode, but. The JD and John Witherspoon episode was fucking incredible. So I'll I'll stick with the group. I'll go three. But I feel like it's generous because this week was very light. There, it's I've only if it. it's complete trash garbage had been four MMAs. Could it be a bad week for me? <laughs> Most cases. I bet I could uh, concoct a bad week for you. May I? Would start Please. with a hunter. <laughs> yeah. Followed closely by, I don't know, maybe David Goggins. And then we can throw in Jordan Peterson. Well, Kamara likes Jordan Peterson. I said for you though. You're oh making no, your... no, I'm making Kamara's. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, Kamara's. And maybe list. I've heard enough of him. So. Then there'd be an MMA fighter, not an MMA episode, just an MMA fighter on gotcha. an yeah. actual episode, and we would round it off with uh, fuck, a I nutritionist. <laughs> yeah, perfect. A nutritionist. Okay. Thank you. That's Matt. what I might rate as a disappointing week as work to get through. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. So, all right. Well, that being said, that we've rated being it. said, what number is number uh, JD and John? Do you, do you want to guess just for fun? Uh, I'm gonna say thirteen oh four. Oh, you are so fucking close. Thirteen oh five. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. 
I thought if you could guess it, it might turn this whole week around. There's nothing I can do. To turn this <laughs> don't put that. Don't put that shit don't on me. Don't put that on you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do it. Thirteen oh five. JD and John Witherspoon. The Boogaloo. Is this the first time a father son have ever been on? Uh, no, there was another time. Tell me. A famous anti semite was on with his. Oh, wasn't his father? Mel Gibson and his dad. No, his dad wasn't there. It was the dog. It wasn't. His dad was not on. It was about his father, but no. No. So has there ever been a... Oh, yeah. Uh, Dice got went on with his kid. That is correct. Dice did go on with his kid. Yeah, I mentioned that this week. I said, was it as bad as when Dice brought his kid on? That's right. I drew upon that. You did, Matt, and I still ask that question because (laughs) I'm a big dummy. Oh, it's for the listeners. Yeah. We're building the the tension. Um, so it was a weird dynamic. I mean, I didn't hate it, but <laughs> I at disagree. times I like I love the dynamic. I think it wouldn't have been as good with just John Witherspoon there. I agree. I think it would have been cluckier and hard to get through. <laughs> I agree. He needed his, but I still found at some points it was like almost like they were at their house, you know. And yeah, but that's perfect. Talking to us, that I don't. It was. I'm not complaining. No, I, I had the exact same feeling. I, I said to you, I think I think I could have gone without the sun there. But I think the senility of uh, Mr. Witherspoon. Well, you needed him there to balance it. Cause and Joe not know. Again, with these old men on Rogan. So he says something totally crazy. Like, I don't do comedy to make people laugh. I'm just counting my money. Where if it's any other comedian... I mean, Joe doesn't let that slide. You know what I mean? It's That seems like a really poor kind of view i think joe hasn't let anything this guy say slide anyways hold on though i think joe also look i think joe realized like maybe this guy isn't a comedian maybe he's more of like this is just who the fuck he is and he doesn't care to like you know what i mean maybe he's because they keep talking about how they're like you got rich off just being you so maybe for him he's like yeah, I'm not in this to do comedy. Oh, I, I just, I just mean that. I know what you um, mean. I'm just, I'm, but he could criticize his ethics or his work ethic as a comedian, but he can't because he's one of the first comedians ever. Like he started the comedy store. Hold so on, though. He's just he's grandfathered in. Is just yeah. legend. I also think that maybe Joe gave him a pass. A because of age, and also B. I think Joe was like, if this guy had taken comedy seriously the way i do he could have made a massive career a kevin hart out of it whereas opposed to just like he's successful and i'm sure he's not struggling he is funnier than joe rogan for sure like he he's he's achieved everything you know what i mean there's nothing you criticize he is amazing because he's made to where he is just because as himself being hilarious like he doesn't act i don't think let's talk about this simon didn't it took how long did it take you to realize who he was a really long time Oh, Days I, after. Oh, you. Oh, it wasn't even during the podcast. Get was the it, fuck was out. Was it during the podcast? Yeah, he had it no might idea. have been. It might have been like it during the last hour of the podcast. So when they were calling him Pops the whole time, were you? Did you just think that was like a comedy nickname or something? I thought that was because his son was there. Okay, gotcha. But for someone who doesn't know, he's the dad from Fr- Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah that, that, hilarious. But he's but, also the dad from Boomerang. Yeah. Hilarious. But what is he Pops from? Not from Friday. Friday. Oh, he is. Yeah. I thought he was on like a sitcom where they called no, him. No, no, that's he from Friday. He is the uh, quintessential cantankerous black yeah. old mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Like, and just, you cannot, if you think of him or... But he's like that in real life, and that's the funny part, it's right? It's hilarious. Dude, I, I guarantee that, like, boy, you better pour some water on that shit. That was probably like a real, like, that was probably... No, he's, they're right for this guy. 
They just tell me you're upset at your son for yeah. ditching school. Yeah, just go. Well, his son does an amazing impression of him. That was good. But that's, you know, when Joe was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. I was like, okay, this guy grew up with him and he does voice work. It's not That's not that outlandish to me that, like. Can you do impression of your dad? No. But really? hold on. Simon's not necessarily an impressionist. I no bet disrespect. you can, though. I can't do an impression of Have you ever heard me do an impression? Yeah, I was going to say, Kamar, what are you? Uh, Simon, do an English accent right now. Oh, I might. Is that English? The well, big. The there goes our English <laughs> listeners. Taste for blood. Okay, both of you Australian. No, nope. but what I'm saying, everyone sits at the dinner table or and talks back to their parent when they said they were going to do something, repeating what they said in their mannerism. Of yeah, saying, yeah. You've never done that? Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm going up to fix the cottage this weekend. Whatever. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm just sure I sounded like me as a jackass as opposed to yeah. like what my dad actually I'm sure like. you... Like when I mock Matt's voice, I don't think I actually sound like Matt. I'm just mocking mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes in there lies an impression. But no, he doesn't spot on. Oh, his fucking impression was just bang on. I mean, that's the thing about this episode. There's really, like, not a lot of substance. I mean, it's crazy that he worked, like, the comedy store at the very beginning with Mitzi and was, like, the door guy. Um, And that he just hustled. Like, I don't think he ever had a job. No, it sounded like he literally just, like... I loved his hustle, too. Because, I mean, I, you know, I worked in bars forever. I know doormen that... That made tons well, of guess, money in I a guess night. I guess his job, but he just fell into the entertainment industry. I just love like, oh, that that seat safe for the owner's son. Soul plane. Like, I'll give you five hundred dollars right now. Right now, you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's talk about then planes getting lost or planes crashing, and just the numerous reasons why I don't fly. Did they talk about that? Yeah, they talked oh. about planes right at the beginning for a while, about how that plane just got lost. So let's talk about, let you know what? Sure, let's take a second and, to maybe talk about why you don't fly, Simon. Well, okay, we can do that in a second. But the easiest answer to this would be that the government just releases whatever the next wave of transport is. Okay. You know? How does, the government doesn't do anything. How do they release anything? It's a, yeah. pri- a private company is going to release yeah. the next. No, I'm sure the government is sitting on some technology. The military? That, I would assume so, yeah. My stepdad is the highest paid engineer in the Canadian government. He inspects planes. He works for Transport Canada. Mm-hmm. They do not have technology of their own. Well, they don't build for fucking sure, planes. Matt. They're not telling that guy because it's a whole they're other te- unit. They're not telling the, the, well, it, that those guy. Those scientists. They're involved in the real shit. That you also goes know we're talking about Canada, right? Yeah, and besides which, we're talking about Canada. Yeah, so we're not doing shit. This is, we're talking about practice. (laughs) No, we're not even talking about that. So in the States, like, look, Elon Musk is working on some super serious transport stuff. You think he's the only guy doing that? You think, hold on, you think the government is wasting money to try to figure out transportation? Jeff Bezos is that what you think? I think that there would be something to be gained from being able to get your soldiers from one place to another very quickly without having to load them on airplanes. Yes, Matt. Yes, I do. 
Okay. Sorry. So wait. The question involved a yes no, no, or no. no answer. Well, no, because no, you just I went. <laughs> no, it did not. You just <laughs> went way the fuck off into nowhere. First of all, we're talking about JD and John Witherspoon, and now you're talking about future tech in the fucking U.S. military. Like, I don't even know what happened just right now. Trying to fill. But no, what the I want to know gaps, is this. Maddie, well, no, it's fine. Because I want to try to figure out where you're at right now. So I asked you why you don't fly, and you said yeah. no. The real question is <laughs> why is government pushing transportation, which no one mentioned. No. So no what transportation is the government pushing? that makes you not want to fly oh that's not why i don't uh, want to fly i, I, think I don't want to fly policy. because i just i don't know i first of all can i'm very i'm very claustrophobic. claustrophobic before someone wraps their car around an oak tree <laughs> can you finish that first fucking statement no 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 maybe he, he's pulled the chute <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true i see you have zero interest and um i'm so interested in well whatever you i just leads into the i next just episode, i just told you matt i think that the government is always working on the next way to win a war why don't you? Want I agree with that. The what does that have to do with air well, because flight? Because air flight is. Cl- oh, sorry. I thought you were asking me you, why I don't fly in a plane. Okay. That's, well, no. I, the, you I'm, said I'm, finish the thought well, so they don't I'm, wrap themselves I'm, around a tree. I'm I was late. trying I to do too that. Late. Hold on. <laughs> I'm curious how you got. Hey, to, its way. I'm curious how you got to where you got. I want to know my the answer to my question: Why you don't fly? But first, let's figure out how you ended up on the government is always working on a better way to move soldiers. Well, we were talking about the government hiding uh, or, or holding on to some sort of technology that could eliminate planes, and whoa, 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 then I whoa, whoa, wouldn't whoa. have to fly anymore. Wait, stop. We weren't talking about that. You oh, glazed that. over that big that. thing. You Again, got that. Again, I was willing to just end this. Kamar said, we pulled the shoot, man. No, 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 I know, but you're going to tinfoil hat the shit out of this, so I want to know. You're afraid that if you get in a plane, the government is just going to disappear that plane? No, 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 no. So then what's your issue? He's not. He's not. He's what's not. my issue with flying? I don't know what we're talking about right now. I want to know. He what was the- trying to play. He's not comfortable right now with the technical standards that they employ to transport people. He thinks there's something coming. I am so confused. Listen, all I was saying is I was taking a little leap. I was saying if I don't want to fly anymore, hopefully, probably the government is sitting on some way that I don't have to fly anymore, like a transporter or. Uh, but I knows? guess my question to you is they the stats on air flight are state that it's clearly the safest by by a long Safe shot than driving, I believe. Safer than everything. So my question to you, Simon, is if if they've statistically removed your your chance of death, why are they going to come up with something better? Like if they say if you get in a car, you have a five percent chance of dying. So we want to lower that to as close to zero as we can. So then they say, okay, air flight, you have a 05 percent chance of dying. You're probably right, Matt, except for you're just not taking into account, like I said, the clunkiness of planes in a military scenario. So as a byproduct of that, we're going to end up with a better way to transport ourselves. How How are planes clunky in a military scenario? Well, I just imagine there's... Look, they're using drones now, so we know there's a better way to maneuver. Still flying. Yeah, they're still flying. I don't understand. But you see my point. It's, no, I don't. It's just a progression from I, planes to drones and from drones to on. the next thing and the next thing All to the next thing. All a drone is is a plane that's unmanned. But You're it, not making it, any sense. It, it, oh, stop, stop, stop. We got to make sure the listeners understand. Simon has flown before. 
You've been on an airplane many times. Yeah, and, and but there, now, but one but of the last time. But haven't flown since the year two thousand. And we are post flight. So sorry. Amsterdam was two thousand. That was the last time. <laughs> that you was flew. the last time I flew. And then after that, you have flown. Nine eleven happened. Years. And after that, I was just like, that was the so wait, icing on the cake. Hold on. And I never I got on a plane again. So you're one of those people that you were not in New York on 9 11, nor, no. nor were you in the air. I was on, on a 9/11. golf course on 9 11. Okay. So you're Great one of those. Story. You're one of those people that's traumatized from afar, is what you're saying. No, I again. You, you have a group that you go to to it talk didn't about stop, your 9/11. It didn't stop me from flying. I had a terrible experience on my way back from the last place I went, where I had a panic attack on the plane. That was the first time I ever had a panic attack. Not the last time, but then that was when my this claustrophobia thing just oh, so you just need to see a shrink. For me. Yeah, probably is. for sure. So you could fly again if you went and saw a shrink. I, I mean. You're assuming that a shrink is just oh well I blah 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 blah. But you're fixed. You know? No no no. I just you know that a shrink a, over a, time. It's no, a no, mental no. problem. I understand that. But yeah. what I'm saying is a shrink can work through why? Because for you, what I just realized is you just had an untimely panic attack that now results in you not flying. I don't necessarily. Well, and now I've also built up flying into this like. But you think you'll fly again, possibly. Well, no, because now I'm like positive that if I get back on a plane, it'll crash. Of course, you're right. No, 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 no. And then I'm gonna be sitting up there, and I'm gonna be like, "You fucking motherfucker! You didn't have to go here." You'll be happy. You'll be happy. You were right. First of all, first. But I won't at all be. Why would you ever be happy that you were right? That you were dying. It's true. It's the ultimate. I would. I would phone you right away. I'd be like, "You aliens are real. Everything I said is real." And I'm sorry. I'm never gonna see you again. Goodbye. It's true that the plane would be going down and. Simon wouldn't call his wife. He'd call me. She'd be with me on my first trip in 20 years. We'd be on that plane together. That's the other thing. I just don't understand why you don't. It's not just me I'm taking down in that plane, Kamar. It's everybody else on that plane with me. What I don't understand is. It's a lot of responsibility. I don't understand why you don't just fucking. And I get it. It's a fear. But you can overcome it. Like, why don't you start by taking some Xanax and getting on a Porter flight to Toronto? 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, even if you had a panic attack up there, you're down. Like, you don't even hit fucking cruising altitudes. So you're saying that in 45 minutes, you doubt that I could do any significant damage up on that plane. To the people around you when you freaked out? Yeah. <laughs> or the plane itself. No, you take it Well, down. first of all, like, I started with by saying a Xanax. Self-fulfilling problem. So you know what I mean? You don't. You I'd dope have to take a lot no, no. of Xanax. I think you start by just doping yourself up sell up enough where you can get on the plane edibles and then like i said a little a short flight to toronto you want me to trip out on the plane i think edibles for him would be the worst the worst the the worst because i don't do a lot of edibles so you know either way i'm telling you i think you should look into taking a zanny for a a flight to toronto it's not um but again that doesn't solve the crashing problem matt that solves the claustrophobia problem but what if the plane crashes, which it's almost knees. guaranteed to do? See, like now you sound crazier than you normally sound. I know. And for the record, I have no problem flying. You have no problem flying. I, I'll listen, fly tomorrow. I hate flying. Mm-hmm. I don't like the act of waiting. I don't like the oh, act the of waiting is the worst. I don't like the act of being in. Like I'm talking about flying to Toronto. If let's say Toronto was over the border and it was an international flight, you'd be better to drive. You'd probably get there in the same amount of time, given the waiting and all the. But if yet. you told me, yeah. Matt. If you said, okay, take that flight to Toronto, I'm going to drive you right up to the plane. You're going to get on and you're going to go. So we go back to Simon will fly private. 
I could probably do that. It would be it would be bad, but that is overcomable. It's the the crowd, the, the waiting, waiting, the anticipation. It, I could. It's even thinking take about it belt, is like too shoes, much. And the then box. wherever I went, I would just spend the whole whatever week dreading the flight home. Like I'm better off just staying where I am and like watching things on TV, and listening to podcasts, Im- imagining the places I've already been. Like listen. I talk about a lot of amazing places I'd like to visit. I know it, it. It frustrates me. It frustrates me. Okay, as long as we're frustrated together. I'm just. It, it's not. Uh, it actually we, frustrates me probably more than anyone except for Simon because we're trying to plan a trip to California. You know which who is it like frustrates oh, the Halima. most is my wife. Yeah. yeah, that's leaving next week. That trip we announced on this. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> we announced the we're date not on fucking this. going. Can we Pony get back to JD and John Witherspoon, please? You veered us off this. <laughs> Dude, you Dwight Schrute, you fucking Michael Scott had us right into a river there. You like, were like, that there's was, nothing to talk about this nothing, podcast, yeah. so let's talk about airplanes. The we G- asked you yeah. one question. The GPS is <laughs> like, I don't want to talk yeah. about airplanes anymore. Yeah. I don't want to talk about religion, all right? I just want to get back. <laughs> he was a very religious man. <laughs> JD Jesus. and John Witherspoon. Um, anyway. So does that answer your question, though, Matt? Um, so pretty much, I'm, well, no, a, I'm a giant baby. So it's and I also believe attacks. that the government is a bunch of deceitful bastards. That's a false flag to the... Okay, stop throwing that one in willy-nilly at the end. Well, that sounds like he's smart. The other one sounds like a baby, and the other one sounds the like The universe is a grand place, Matt. Do you know what Simon is? Don't blink. You are a Republican. Simon likes to slip in fucking little things at the end of a bill like a perfect bill is out there and you're about to agree with it you're about to be like okay i can get down with that and then simon has to throw something in like because the government's a bunch of deceitful pricks better that than me filibusting the it's whole his, thing you'll have to True. forgive me clause yeah i'm just i just can't figure out what you're trying to say about the government and transportation or oh, no i think you know it bleeds right over to the next episode they talk about does it, it really whiz yeah, they had something interesting to talk about. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you're getting mistaken. Yeah. No, it was it was it was the same thing. I, I, I we could leap forward to it. No, now. no, no. Let let's finish with these guys because uh, maybe they had something else good to talk about. They didn't. That's the thing. There wasn't like I mean, well, he it, talked about how he had a comedy special that he did not put out because he realized he was fat. That oh, was fucking well, incredible. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. They didn't. He didn't want to release that, and he might never because of his big fat belly. And Hilarious. if he did, it, it might change the game. You know what I mean? Just like, I, I wonder if he has any. Um, I'm sure if it was any good, he would have released it. That, there's that possible too. But Chris Tucker put out his last special. Oh, um, I wonder if he's politically incorrect. Because such an old curmudgeon man. Of course, man. he's like of 80. Course, yeah. so I think that's what my moves. Because oh, maybe he's oh, using, good one, Kamar. He, he's using. Uh, well, what terms would he use? I don't want to say it, and it, it pains me. He said the N-word in this episode when he was telling stories, you know, more so than his son did. Yeah, okay. He's I, black. I didn't even his son's, notice. His son's more woke than him, maybe. <laughs> his son's black? They're black? Just move on. Yeah, I know you're kidding. I know <laughs> no, you're no, kidding. I, was saying I can't even fucking, I can't even dignify that. <laughs> Well, I thought Theo Vaughn. Yes, you know, I know. It's an inside oh, yeah. joke. I got you. Um, did you have more, Kamar? I was just wondering if his specials might be politically incorrect. And that's what yeah, I agree with you. But I think Kamar, that might be a I'm very confused. good reason. Maybe he said bad things about women or something. You think by him thing. dropping the N-bomb. I still hear black people say that all the time. It has nothing to do with being woke. That word is still actively available. No, 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 no. I'm saying based on the way he was talking 
in his conversation with Joe, who knows what his ideas about other things or topics that he would make jokes about. Okay. Nothing to do with... Uh, gotcha. <coughs> pardon me. Saying nigger. Do you think you would watch his special? I would. I, I might turn it off, but I would definitely watch it. I, I don't think I would watch it. I watch Shab's special. special. I owe everyone who ever puts out a special. That's, true. <laughs> That's a great point. Uh, good one. Good one, Kay. Um, after listening to this podcast, I would full... Like, if... If he had just released it two weeks ago and it came on Netflix, I doubt I would watch it. Um, but after hearing him, he still sounds like he's still got some pep in his step. Richard Pryor told him he was too funny okay, to listen, open for him. I'm, I'm, I've had enough of listening to comedians stroke their own cocks. No one ever that, said that. Saying that dead the, people said great stuff no about one, them that can't be corroborated. That's just anecdotal evidence. Oh, my God. <laughs> no one in the history of anything has ever said someone said I was too funny. <laughs> Yeah. No one says that. That no community say that. I think he was. All right, maybe. I guess I just hate. I hate braggadocia. I hate. Like I've never said a nice thing about in, myself. There's so. some interesting stories though, talking about how fucked up Richard Pryor was when he lit himself on fire and stuff. And yeah, for sure. How they were worried about the optics of it for just the movement. Uh, I, it's actually a lot of good stories. It's Sammy just, Davis Jr. showing up while they're all playing basketball in a limousine. Yeah. Like he, he's a part of history, man. I thought it was very interesting. And then when his son went in, he started talking about his son's career, sort of sterilized it up. But I think he kept on track because he didn't even know what a podcast was. Oh, he had no idea. That was the most. That was, so that was one of the most priceless moments on uh, Joe Rogan ever, or any podcast anywhere. Well, the, that's well, where it was great to have his son. You should do a podcast. A podcast. <laughs> What's a podcast? This it's, dad. It's, it's what, what you're we're doing on right now. Right now. <laughs> But but the whole like that's where it was good to have his son on because there was a lot of times where I think they might have gotten murky just because Joe wasn't on the same page. Or I, his son was like, I agree. His son was like, no, no, this is what he means. Yep. This is where he's at. And his dad was like, yeah, that's what I mean. Of course, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm at. No, I think it ended up being really good that yeah. the son was there to translate. Kind of hundred percent. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was funny. Um, Richard Pryor's house sounded insane. It sounded sort of like that house in uh, Boogie Nights. Yes, the kids exactly. Like, getting off, uh, exactly. Firecrackers. That's the best scene. I. Uh, it's crazy to think that he was making two hundred grand a show back then. Like, that's fucking. That's nuts. Well, yeah. Like in the seventies, two hundred grand is a fucking lot of money. That's it, like making a million dollars a show it now. It still is, but those guys make that money. But it, it's a small group. You know what I mean? I get it. I understand. Pryor was in the top. I, I get that, but still, Kamar. I mean, right now you couldn't tell me that there's more than like two comedians making a million a show. And I love that this guy hanging out with Sam Kinison. Yeah. What, what, what a weird dynamic. Well, Kinison babysat the son. Yeah. yeah. Well, so he. Imagine Kinison was your babysitter. But he must have been good friends with Sam. And he, I mean, he like, what if you like, don't tell me. That, oh, sorry. That no, 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 no. no sorry. It, no, it was Polly Shore. Polly Shore. He was. Kinnison was Pauly Shore's yeah. babysitter, not this. The guy's owner of the other comedy yeah. club was this kid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Sorry, that's I got I got up. mixed up. Yeah, Kinnison was Pauly Shore's babysitter, and then I started thinking, what a fucking crazy life Pauly Shore must have had. Pauly Shore, yeah, living as a little kid in what we look at as like this golden age of comedy. You know, but does it not? It it almost does a disservice to Pauly Shore because I look at that now that I think about it, I'm like Pauly Shore should have been funnier. 
There's, or is he just as no, crazy it's, it's so as hard. he needed to be, you know, to make his place? No, I just think about it, Kamar. If you would, sells out. I get it, but yeah, but and he's Polly Shore. But Kamar, my point is, imagine if you from a, from the age of two had come up at the comedy store, like I, it, you know, who's another person like that? Sort of is uh, Judd Apatow. Like he was raised in a comedy club too. Yeah. His Why? Mom. Who were Judd Apatow's uh, parents? Here, I've never, I just finished saying I'll never say a nice thing about myself ever. I truly believe that if I'd grown up at the comedy store, that I would be a somewhat practicing comedian right now. <laughs> that's as nice as I could yeah, be. And that's what uh, Pauly Shore is. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be as bigger, though. I, I truly, like, I don't know. I mean, I get it. Listen, Pauly Shore had a movie career. He made millions. He was the coolest thing in the world on MTV. In the 90s. Like, yeah, yeah. I know. It, but it's, it, it's just like that conversation with Gavin McInnes. Like, people have. Periods where they are, yeah, yeah. but it's it, to sustain it is impossible. And just to be around all those people, all those funny people, it's, it'd be impossible. But you keep saying to sustain it's impossible, and then we we talk about it like every five episodes. Chappelle has been around forever. But Chappelle, Chappelle started like sixteen, like w- with no help. Yeah, it started at sixteen, and he's like what now, forty six, and he's still. Th- those are outliers. I'm just saying that good. Yeah, that good. There's. Far few between, and this guy is one of them. You think, huh? Oh, this guy's a legend. I, I don't I, care listen. I agree, he's a legend. I don't. I don't disagree with that. On even if he had done nothing before after Friday, he's a a cult icon. Like, but would you be more impressed if this guy was like, uh, like you know how um, William H Macy plays a shameless guy or whatever? Yeah. He's a total freak, but he's he's like a real. Intense actor, yeah. William H Macy, or Patrick Stewart. Yeah. What, what if the guy was like Lawrence Fishburne? You know what I mean? He isn't. He just no. Is. He, that's him. Way, yeah. He was like, well, Joe, you know, playing Boomerang was a challenge because I had to get in the character of a grumpy yeah. old. Like, I spend weeks in an old folks' home <laughs> surrounded by grumpy black it, it, people. It, yeah. The food. The food, yeah. Joe. <laughs> no, I He's get a, it. That's this is him, hundred percent. That's because I want to make my money. Yeah, I mean that's maybe one of the most authentic people we've ever had the. For sure, but it was a short episode. I mean, I know so I Simon. Was I know Simon was bummed that Joe didn't chastise him, but I also think Joe was shocked at the honesty of of it's, him being like, "I don't care about comedy. I'm here to get that money." <laughs> like that's you all, do a great. Hip that's too. all he cared about, dude. I loved Friday. I probably watched that movie. Friday was incredible, and Boomerang too. His his role in Boomerang specifically. Friday was probably the most quoted movie of my youth. Yeah, that menace to society. That, that that in Menace to Society, you got it, Kamar. Half baked too. I quoted Half Baked a lot as Those a Those are two movies he was not in, but he's actually in the Last Friday, which is coming out. I don't know if it's going to be good. He was in all the Fridays. No, there's there's another Friday oh, called okay. Last Friday coming out. When I went to see the second Friday, I'll never forget it. I uh, we smoked a big joint. We sit down in the theater. It's like not a sellout, but it's pretty packed. And I see this old couple, old white couple, like white haired, seventy year old old couple, walk saunter in and sit down. And I was like. That's so refreshing. Like, good for them. And then as soon as the movie started, like not two minutes in, they got up and left. I guess they were clearly in the wrong fucking theater. I'm sure they I wonder like, what they thought, what movie they had seen that was called Friday that they thought the next, the next Friday week, well, that was, it. was going to be the I don't even think it was that. I think to... they just walked into the wrong theater, like yeah, just no, super I, old. I but yeah, you. I loved it. Boy, I smell your shit for 24 years. <laughs> you can smell my shit for 15 <laughs> minutes. Shoot with the spray can. Don't don't nobody go in the bathroom for no 35, no 45 minutes. It's fucking, he's classic. Yeah, it, it was really cool. And that's really good, Maddox. It's you so- got knocked the fuck. I know it's Chris Tucker, but that movie is so quotable, like from top to fucking back. 
It's Friday. You ain't got no job. Or is that Cat Williams? Smoke it. Smoke. <laughs> hey, what up, big worm? I mean, big big perm, big worm. Oh, and Smokey Zeus playing with my Zeus money's like playing with my emotions. And the bicycle. Oh yeah. Everything. It was a fucking hilarious movie. He and Debo Chicken Coop. John Witherspoon is a legend, and I will. When it comes up, I'll go. Oh no, he died. You don't need to do the Oscars memoriam. He will be mentioned. So on the f- whatever, I have five pages of notes for these guys. On the fifth page, it says, "Oh, he's in Friday." <laughs> That's so there. I found Simon. out during the episode. You so did know he was black. He did, of yes. course. Did. Um, can we just get back to planes for one second? Um, you are terrible today. <laughs> no, because they were talking about <laughs> Thank fight, you, Kamar. fights on a plane. Okay, which then he was kinda, on, on a plane. Kind of brings. Okay, <laughs> that's neat. That no, kind of brings us back to the conversation we were having. But so you get in a fight on a plane, and then you're on that plane with that guy for the rest. You know what I mean? Like there's no space to, I mean, they usually throw, they usually, they get, I guess if it's midair, midair, that's what I'm thinking. If it's a serious fight, they ground the plane and someone gets taken off. And don't forget there's an air marshal on every U S plane now. So, yeah. And then, but then that started me thinking, well, and they even said it like they ply you full of liquor from the second you get to the airport. How are there not more, um, fights and riots and just because bad decisions because, made on airplanes because you know? most people only have a few drinks which relaxes them and they forget that they're frustrated mm. and that there's a layover and that they waited on the tarmac for an hour and a half all that bullshit oh my god when you hear about those people who get stuck on the tarmac for 11 hours, hours or whatever it is there was a group of them and that- i try and put myself into that situation i would just just me being as claustrophobic as i am I would put something through the window. Like, I would have to get off of that plane. No, yeah, just, well, how's there not a there's, law? There's a latch above a window. Whatever. Wow. Just take, what, the, slide. the slide, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's 40 grand if you pull that. Well, thing. 40 grand. I need to get off that plane, man. I agree. Listen, I sat on the tarmac in Boston last year for two fucking hours. Luckily, I was in first class, so... You really don't care. I put on a movie and relax. Humble no, brag. But, humble brag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he has the Jesus violin played. No, but my point is, is I was I almost was like, no, I was at two hours. People wait on six hours, seven hours, sixteen Dude, hours. 16 yeah, and then you said your person first class. is suing. Like, yeah. That's the story. There's somebody you. suing right no, no, now. No, no, it's the whole. Everyone on the plane said they were kidnapped. <laughs> that is exactly. They called the cops. I think it was nineteen hours. That's exactly the type of bullshit I was listening to yesterday. Where it was like, I think it's an important conversation to talk about your privilege and just what that what would that yeah, mean yeah. to society today is a conversation we did. That's the kind of bullshit. Kamar, the point I was trying to make was that even in first class, two hours sitting there, I was like, this is a nightmare. I can't imagine how the poor fucks behind me felt. It's the only time I've ever flown first class. Just so but you, you probably felt better than they did. I felt way better than they well, did. Like, there's no champagne. Yeah. There's no champagne. What's well, don't forget, on? I don't drink. So oh. if I drank, it would be in a whole different story. I would have been loving it. Mm. Did anyone see the video last week of that giant white guy on the plane? Like, so I'll just lay it out for you. In the video, it's someone a few rows back. I guess this this huge white guy, he's probably 6'5", fat. Uh, he's obviously drunk and aggressive, and there's an Arab on his flight that he doesn't like. 
and there's like a steward standing between them. This guy is aggressively pushing his way to this four foot Arab going, I want to shake his hand. Let me shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Dude, this guy seems like he's possessed by the fucking devil. The pilot had to come out. Was it Jesse Ventura? Kind of looked like Jesse Ventura now that you mentioned it. Crazy video though. I, I don't know. Air Rage makes sense to me because again, 16 hours, I'd kill the fuck. I'd kill someone. I would I, fucking, listen, I first am, class or not, <laughs> someone's getting fucking killed. I'm with you, man. Not to mention, imagine you're a smoker. I think that's what I'd do. If you want to get off that Just plane and you're a on, cigarette. yeah, two hours in, I'd go. Guess what, guys? I'm lighting a well, fucking. What are dart. they gonna do it's if fine. you light they're a cigarette? They're gonna fine you the same thing. That's but like they're not gonna let you off the plane. Well, then you know that's the why thing, you gotta pull the slide. You know what? You know what else is crazy? When we flew back from China, um, again, first class. Uh, there was a humble woman. Hold on. Brag. No, not even humble. I'm bragging. There was a woman in first class, this Puerto Rican woman uh, that was smoking in the bathroom the whole time. Every time she got up, she lit a was she in the hot? bathroom. No, nah. but I was also convinced. I thought about it. I was Bummer. like, it's only a $10,000 fine. If you're rich, the fuck do you care? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, think you only have to pay the fine once. No, I'm sure if you do it once, I'm sure it's like doubled. And then there's probably the third time they're like, you're not flying anymore. But she could send me the money that she's going to pay for one cigarette and change my life. Sorry, that was terrible radio. But let me lay this out for you, because I think I just solved everyone's problem when they're sitting on the tarmac waiting. Okay. How many people are on the plane? How many depends. people fit on a plane? Well, it depends. I okay, was well, on like a 300. Three, let's say 300. Okay, so let's do the math. It's 40 grand to pull the slide. What's 40 grand divided by... 300? Uh, 300. Are we coming up with the idea or are you coming up with the idea? Because it seems like we're doing all the work here. Wow. What a prick. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have my phone in front of me, Kamar. But Ed, you see, you see what it's yeah. $133 what each. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Does that, does that make sense? That doesn't make sense. Simon, are you nuts? 40,000 divided by 300. Get rid of two of the zeros. What does that leave you with? Either way. Um, so there you go. Just anytime you're stuck on the tarmac, just everybody agrees we're splitting this bill and you're out of there in fucking two hours tops. You know what's going to happen? Everyone's going to agree. You're going to pull it. And then half the people are going to turn their back and go, agree to what? What are you talking about? He pulled it. I don't know what you're talking about. Back out of their $133? Okay. Of course. Maybe for the two hours, but those 19 hour people, like come hour 14, you Everybody's in agreement. They need off that fucking plane. I agree. And everybody just puts their hand on together. You know, one of those scenarios and everybody pulls. And what's crazy to me is how do the staff like if you're a steward on that plane? I get I get you're getting How are paid. you not quitting? Well, yeah, but like you're that's crazy to me. It's nuts. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. Did you read the story though, Simon, about the steward that quit and pulled the slide? That's how I know it's no. 40 grand. Yeah, some steward, some steward quit. Some hero to Simon. He's a hero to me, too. He quit his job, like, got on the fucking mic and was like, fuck this job, fuck these guys, fuck this guy, fuck that guy, I'm fucking out, and then pulled the, the slide, which blows the door off so the plane couldn't go anywhere, and he slid down onto the tarmac and walked off the job. But he ended up getting fined huge fuck you fuck you yeah that's the fuck best you that's the You're best cool. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. you but then he I'm steps out. out and the slide doesn't yes. work and breaks <laughs> just, both yeah. his legs that's great <laughs> but he was making such a move i think we could use that as motivation though if you need to make forty thousand dollars you just have to get 133 dollars from, from 300 people 300 people you could do that at afternoon probably <laughs> i agree that seems like nothing i i still think the math is wrong 
It does seem attainable when you put you, it that if way. You go doesn't to a it? hockey stadium with eighteen thousand people, you're just gonna get a hundred thirty-three dollars. Like you're working for it. But you know what you'd be smarter to do is just get uh, like seventy dollars from six hundred people. You know what I mean? Just or thirty-five from twelve hundred. Well, there you go. It's only a hundred and thirty-three dollars. Oh can... my God, Simon! Did you think his iPhone was gonna give you a different answer? Like what just happened there? Sometimes you just gotta see things with your own eyes, Matt. For them to be true. You're the most contradictory cunt on the face of this planet. There it is. We got a C word. Um, yeah, so that might be the first C word ever. No, it can't be. I have to have said no, cunt. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just I love, joking. I love that word too What much, do you guys think Trump. about uh, Detroit being so um, prosperous at one point and now having fallen so far from grace. I have a poetic thing I like to say about Detroit in that uh, at one point, and it was in a commercial, it was called the Heartbeat of America mm. because it was... Um, Where everything was on the being cars, made, yeah. the, the city of the future, and now it's uh, in desolate, and it's now a canary in a coal mine. Well, the lesson, I think, is when you have... When you're all tied up in one industry, and that industry goes bye-bye... So imagine if that's a The problem is that industry country. hold on the problem is that industry didn't go bye-bye. No, I know. That industry is thriving. They just sent all the jobs yeah. to third yeah. world countries. So, sorry. Well, no, but it's a big distinction to be made, right? Cuz it's not like they're a coal town. If you lose if you lose whatever's supplying all the jobs. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a big distinction saying cars didn't go bye-bye. That's it. Right. Cars are yeah. still active Cars on the in road. Detroit being made in Detroit went bye-bye. Of course, I agree with that statement. So now I was just extrapolating and saying what happens if that's a country instead of a city? You but, can see how But here's the weird thing though is like You can get in big trouble real fast. The weird thing is it's it was still a large thriving city and like okay, let's say that, you know, Let's say 20,000 people lose their jobs. I don't know the numbers, so I'm just pulling these out of my ass. It seems odd to me that 20,000 people in a city losing their job overnight could result in the next 50 years of decay in said city. Like You'd think they would just adapt and other jobs would be created and other industry would come up like... It depends on how much was tied up. That's that's the question we'll have to answer. Like if it's 80% of the city's economics were tied up in the car industry, then I mean, yeah, that sure, makes sense. Sure, I agree. Then, right? But I mean, first of all, and I guess that's the point we're making is you would be you would be absolutely ridiculous to start a city based on like an economy based on 80% of anything. You know what I mean? Like if Well, unless that city just happens to be built, you know, like it well, it's different if you're a, a it's city, different if you're it a just ports. happens. Yeah, I, I know. know. But let's look at this like this. Like this started back with Roger and me. Do you guys remember that documentary? Yeah, the Michael Moore documentary. Yeah. Or was it fucking Paula Jones? Yeah, Michael Moore. It Whatever. was Michael Moore. I know. I was just trying to be defamatory. Um, that's the beginning of Detroit being fucked. You know what I mean? Have you ever seen any Eminem videos? Yeah, of course. They always <laughs> in these huge buildings, though. Yeah, like, the big. Like, huge buildings or huge theaters. like Yeah, that are... The, all Det- all Detroit ruins is my point. Yeah. Being it doesn't matter. That's M M&M. and M. Like it was such a thriving place, but I think <laughs> so. So I'm saying it's been dead forever. Like it's yeah. not like it, is it getting worse there? I guess you could buy a house there real cheap. I don't know why we we don't do that. Well, the so one of the conspiracies about why they haven't fixed Flint is that they're just trying to drive everyone yeah, yeah, out. out. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh, did we? Okay. To uh, redevelop. Well, it. I mean, it, that's it's a it's a good plan if that's your goal, right? It's a terrible, it's a terrible thing to do. I mean, my do. only problem, my only problem is, is I, I just, it seems crazy to me that, that 
the rich, quote unquote, have a plan to get everyone out and then revitalize it like overnight. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I just don't see how even no, but you know what I mean? Like even if you went in and bought a thousand houses for a hundred bucks each and then you you fix them all up, you still have to bring people into that neighborhood that want to live there. There still has to be you have to create the jobs. You still have to you know what I mean? Like it doesn't I I don't know. I mean more like Detroit's been dying for twenty years. Well longer than that. It's not dying. It's just changed. The inner city is fucked, but the the lions sell out. Like there's still people there. You know what I mean? To say the lions sell out is uh... so so. That's because that means that that's expendable My income. Team. That's what you're getting. People at. are living there. Like it's it's don't. Yeah, it's but just, just it's just right. it's just changed drastically. I feel sorry for what they talk about in the last guest, more the like coal miners. Or you someone. know that there's like a whole um, industry built around exploring abandoned buildings and houses in Detroit, right? I did not know that. It's, but a, it's like a tour you can take. Uh, uh, you can go on vacations just to sure, go. Sure, but that's not like a billion-dollar industry. I mean, no, I'm just pointing out to Kamar that he doesn't think it's that bad in Detroit, and I think it at one point it got pretty bad in Detroit. But now there's companies that are going in and clearing like eight blocks, right? Just- because they're taking advantage of. It's like the same reason you would go and buy. Um, land in a in a war-torn place or a, a ravage because you're going to get it for cheap. So possibly Detroit has died and right now is going through... Well, they do say that rebirth. it's going through a re- resurrection, 5% every... Uh, I mean, there's a big problem. Think about it like uh, this. I don't know. Let's say... I know nothing. No, let's say we you can... Hold on. Detroit was at its worst. <laughs> the real problem is, let's say you were like a poor black person who... <clears throat> Who moved to Detroit in the '40s, and you, you know, pulled yourself up by the bootstraps, and you ended up working hard, and you got a house in Detroit, and it slowly gained some value as a house should, and then Detroit hits the fucking shitter, and now your house, 50 years later, that was going to be your nest egg, your your whatever, is in a neighborhood full of empty houses, and your house is worth four hundred dollars. That's, that's the fucking, worst. That's the worst thing ever. Yeah, that's incredibly sad. It's unreal. I, and I forgot it's to It's like the anti-American dream, almost. Some of the best music of my life is from Detroit. So it looks like I in mean, 19... Motown, you could argue, is the the birth of all of the good music. Everything. I mean, I listen to hip-hop. I, you, if you're a fan of hip-hop, you there's, have there's to... There's no way. There is, there's no hip-hop without well, not, Motown. Not today's hip-hop, but like... I don't think there's any hip-hop without Motown. Truly. I don't think hip-hop okay, is created yeah, as a genre without today, Motown. But it, it's not the popper hip-hop. No, I just, in, in general, I don't think, I don't think the hip hop is, be, there's no birth of hip hop without James Brown, for example. This guy knew James Brown. Yeah, well, of course, he knew everyone. So he in 1950, everyone. there were 1.85 million people living in Detroit. Thriving. Okay. And in 2015, there were 677,000. <laughs> so that's not the way a, a city should be. No, moving. 70 years, it lost. More than half the people. Um, anywho, just throwing that out there. Yeah. But there's suburbs where there's more people. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. It, it does say that also, Kamar, that the, you know, if you add up all the outlying areas, you get 5.8. It just wasn't It just wasn't what it was. You know who you talked about again that I don't know enough about is Red Fox. Because I, I think I know he, nothing about Red he's Fox. He's more influential than people. Give I only know for. him from Sanford and Son from dun, the dun, show. Dun, dun, dun. But I know nothing about his backstory. But he's a crazy, crude comedian. Well, the story they tell how he never pays his taxes. The Rat Pack all comes and bails him out. And then he doesn't pay his taxes again. Yeah, he was just just a cowboy, man. And and just 
happened in a time when there was not enough. He didn't hang out with people who tell stories or whatever or pass stuff on or everyone is dead. Uh, yeah, he he went on for he tells just great stories. I love when the son tells the stories of how much noise he makes, though, because then I started listening to him. Oh yeah, and he's just sitting yeah. there making noises. It's great. <laughs> we should just do that for a half hour. <laughs> and they have a cookie. A cookie I love too. What, what was he saying with the freeway? Why are you going so fast? <laughs> you can't let that pussy whoop you. You gotta whoop that pussy. Um. Yeah, he has a cooking show. With yeah. his son, where they cook, um, what did pro- he say? Food for poor people? Was that the idea? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember. I just remember. Food for poor people. Show. I'd like to have a cooking show. I'd love to watch him on VR. I meant to pull that video up for myself. Well, I thought he was going to say he'd so love I mean, to you, see me on a cooking you can show. Have, you can have a cooking show. Yeah. Cooking show is the easiest thing to do. Hmm. You just need a few cameras. I'll get my agent on that. All. Yeah. I'd like to do a cooking show with you. Oh, I'd like that, Kamar. Just imagine this. Above where you're cooking, there's an iPhone hooked on the ceiling. You understand? Mm-hmm. So that's your down shot. Yeah. And then you have another camera that you talk into when you're saying the ingredients and how you're going to prepare them. Gotcha. Well, Simon, you you're, you're not broke, so you would not have an iPhone up top. You oh, have a real no, no. camera. I, I was going to say, I don't the, think the, you the need getaway. to see any of the work I'm doing. Yes, you do. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 100% What's the show going to be about? <laughs> I'm Simon. Today we're cooking this. Snap cut. Yeah. Mm. And if you like, put cheese. I thought I'd put more emphasis on the actual eating and enjoying of the food. Like sometimes they show them eating for like a couple minutes. I want to like, let's show the meal. Let's show the conversations at the meal that we enjoy. So you just want to show. So you really just want to show called Simon eating. Well, we can still do a time lapse of the preparation. Yes, yeah. That is the show. I hear you. That is the show. I was going to say, if you actually want to do a cooking show. I just thought about that right now. You should do a pot cooking show if anything. Hmm, that's very interesting, Matt, but I like, hate eating pot. Oh, you, know, you just cook it, dummy. You know why you can't do that? You know why you can't do that? Because you can't talk and eat. So it isn't a smooth conversation. Right. Well, you eat. You talk. I eat. I talk. You eat. We get a nice, this, you can listen you eat. So a nice thing going. Yeah, I, I want to do the show. I'm pulling up right now. Yeah. Kamar's agent's already contacted mine. About the pot show. Um, are we done with JD and John? Because we're uh, yes, I do believe we are. If you would like to be, just for, well, I just, just for the record, there. Yeah, we were talking about him. Then Simon started talking about planes. And then Simon asked us to stop talking about planes. Yes. And then Simon asked us to talk about. Brought it back <laughs> ten minutes later. I I I, I didn't want to interrupt the flow. In my own defense, I started talking about the planes. It got wildly out of hand, and then I noticed in my notes that I actually had something else that was kind of interesting about planes. He had further plane action. I just wanted to make sure that, that had happened. nothing to do with the whole kind of military angle. I wasn't sure if I was dreaming. All right. It's all so, good, man. Okay, sorry, sorry. Rate the episode, it's all Simon. good. I'm going to give that episode a uh, very solid three. Very solid three. Wow, you're a real piece of shit. That's a stingy three. That's a, the stingiest <laughs> fucking Oh, wait, three hold, on, hold on. No, no, you said no, three. It's good. That I was Don't about. back out. You do this all the time. Matt, you didn't ask, but you're going to. I give it a four. Okay. I give it a four and a half. And yeah, I'm the sorry. Hug with a big I'm hug. sorry. I give it a three point seven five. I know, Matt. I know I do that all the time because I often and like I do in real life, say things and then think about what I've said. So I realize now I'm going to give some of these other people lower. So I better balance it out a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
my only yep. issue was the yeah, sun yep. being there. I almost think I wanted just one on one, but yeah, Kamar really didn't like the sun. I thought the sun was the reason this like the got sun. through. I, just, I thought the sun was the perfect accoutrement. I'm to with the, you, Maddie. He probably was. Tommy I'm, Tommy Chong probably needed his. I'm sun with there. you, Maddie. Yeah. I think Tommy Chong could have been served well having a younger, younger Tommy Chong. Agreed, because the son would have said, Dad, nobody wants to fucking listen about your tango story again. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure, too, like anytime John Witherspoon would have been like, So I was at the club and the doorman, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? Man, what was that guy's name? I can't remember. It doesn't matter what his name is, Dad. JD would have been like, Dad, move the fuck on. Yeah, like. Uh, John, John Witherspoon was 77 years old. Wow. So he's a little bit younger than Tommy, too. Yeah, yeah. But still, 77 is what's up there, man. That's I mean, crazy. I could have listened to a podcast with Joe and his son. And he could have been telling stories of his dad. Yeah, I mean, his son seemed interesting in his own right, too. He seemed like his own thing going. Anyway, yeah. we got to move on. So, I thought his uh, son seemed very funny and yeah, yeah. sharp. And yeah. yeah, so I didn't have a problem oh, with Oh, yeah. Him. Final thoughts on uh, him, Kamar? I feel blessed. He said he's a legend. I feel blessed that I got to sit or hang around with the conversation with this guy. Well, it wasn't for the full hour and 40 minutes because. He kept going to the bathroom. Oh, he's but, 77. No, no. I, I just added to it because they talked about him when he left and went to the, the bathroom. The best, though, Kamar, was every time he came, every time he got up to go to the bathroom, I just pictured him in Joe's bathroom, like, <laughs> yeah, just aggressively aerosoling it. <laughs> exactly. Why he got so many magazines about hunting? Yeah. And what's with that general flag? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the pisser. The yeah, General Lee. General Lee flag. The, yeah. the, um, Confederate flag. It's not the general flag. It's the uh, Confederate flag. Uh, well, I ruined that bit. Yeah. But um, it would have been funny had you got it. Big Killer Jones over there. <laughs> Sorry, come on. Um, 1306. That is correct, Matthew. Very good. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black Wiz and yellow, black and yellow. Califa. Do you have to... Oh, do you have to? Do black you like yellow, his black music? Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Uh, no. I think black and yellow was, a, was an anthem at, for its time, but I can't sit here and... I couldn't sit here and name four other, three other. I couldn't sit here and name two other Wiz Khalifa songs. But one of his songs is one of the biggest songs in the That ever. doesn't fucking matter. No, 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 no. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying that's why he is Wiz Khalifa. Sure. If he had and just had Black what? and Yellow, he wouldn't be. It wasn't. I, I also Khalifa. hate that that's his biggest song because it's one of those crossover hits where he has like that he Sam Smith singing on the fucking hook. You know Charlie what I mean? Pete. Like, it's Charlie Pete. I don't give Shout a fuck who Pete. it is. But um, he, he totally said what happened there. Yeah. Sometimes someone writes a song, but you do something so good for it, they make it your song. Like he even said, someone, someone gave him a song. He's just been working it, um, and it succeeded. Whether you like his music or not, it yeah. doesn't matter. But this podcast fucking sucked. Yeah, it was it was hard to listen to because uh, I can I can sum this podcast up in like one sentence. When they were talking about running in sand, that's what it was like listening to this podcast. You just couldn't. There was no moving forward. Yeah, yup. Well, it's more. And the yeah, yups were fucked. There must have For been real? a hundred yeah more, right? I read online. Like, that let's he, do I, the let's do the math. No, no. I read online that he said yeah, yup, sixty-seven times in a row. That that was his only response. Sixty-seven straight. Yeah, yup. Yeah, yup. That can't be right. That Listen, can't. Why, that, why that, would the internet lie? <laughs> I like how he said that with a straight face for about two minutes. Conviction. I don't know, Matt. 
I don't know why it would lie. Listen, um, speaking of Wiz Khalifa, I really got to go to the bathroom. Are you guys okay for a couple of minutes? Oh, I think we my can figure God. It out. Great subway. He's been sitting on yeah, that pee for has, two yeah. minutes, but that line No, no, for, for sure. Two weeks. He guaranteed, yeah, once the episode dropped, he was like, oh, if I have to piss. Unbelievable. I'm, wow, yeah, wow. Great work, Who says he's not talented? Really good stuff. <laughs> Who says he's not talented? <laughs> No, I think this was uh, back with the old episode and this episode. It was a joke given back to the culture, getting some more. Um, I truly believe color to the show. I, if you will. I think I gotta believe that if Wiz Khalifa wasn't working out and training, that he probably wouldn't have been on this episode. Absolutely, but it was strange because it's like Wiz Khalifa was more coming to him for tips still than uh, Wiz Khalifa telling him what he's. Figured out, you know, what system yeah. he's doing now. That just like, no way, you do that. He's like, yeah, he's not. He was like, oh, I'll do this, and they tell me to do that. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's good for you, and you could do this as well. I was like, oh, I gotta look back at that. I, I gotta get on that. So that was definitely a frustrating point of the podcast. No, I mean, one, in general, his responses to everything were frustrating. But he smokes an ounce a day. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think the fact that he responds at all is very impressive. And how he talked about how he was in the studio at 16 yeah, and like uh, figured it out. I was livid when he was like, I only smoke Khalifa Kush. That's all I smoke. I was like, I hate you. I fucking well, hate you. yeah, I wanted to talk about that because I want Simon's opinion on this because Simon will also be livid. Mark my words. So it's more like having uh, one weed for the rest of your life is something. It's ridiculous. Consume. It's the stupidest thing. Oh, oh perfect. Shit. I called it perfectly. I knew it. So, I'm all tangled up. and he was saying if he smokes other Excuse weed, me. it really messes him up. Yeah, that's because he's been smoking the same weed forever. Like, I, you have all the money in the world, and everyone's giving you weed, and you're only going to smoke them with your name I on it. I assumed he was lying because he just was trying to sell his own weed, maybe. What do you feel about that? Though, I mean, that he, can't be right. That's see, a, that, I knew okay, first I of all, <laughs> I mean, how does Joe not say, I got a problem there. How does Joe not say, dude, your body is having a huge tolerance built up to that one type of weed. You're doing yourself a huge disservice. You could get, be getting way more high by just switching around the weeds. Even if he had like a schedule where he brought his own weed in every other day. Hold on. Let's also talk about the totally fact that out of breath. Do you you're doing, yeah, you really are. I, I think you I may think, still get a lot of positive effects, but not as high. Hold on, I think you're doing, doing it that But way. I think Wiz Khalifa wanted to get as high as possible. I don't know. I think you're doing yourself a disservice in the sense that, like, now that weed's legal in most places, readily available in all kinds of... You're going to limit yourself to just one kind? Explore. Like, like, well, no. And especially different weeds might have different uh, benefits for you that you're yeah. never going to find out unless you experiment with I them. I do not like getting seven grams of the se same weed... And smoking that for a week. And that's I would like seven types of weed and, and that it would be better. But we that's get not how it works, man. No, it is. Uh, we get no, eight. Okay. Okay, you guys are living that life. <laughs> okay, I'm living this life where I get a a a, a, a amount of weed, the same stuff, and just go through it. Well, you could certainly listen. However we do it You could certainly say I'm going to buy Seven grams of seven different weeds It's going to cost you A couple of dollars more Like really it's only a couple of dollars more On seven grams If you're buying it from the dispensary I'm saying From the dispensary yes My point being But he could also just 
I mean, he could. If it, it we was, could, you could work something it's a large out. Bulk you purchase. could work something out. You're, you're being ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. You sound like Wiz Khalifa. No, I'm telling you, Kamar. What I'm saying is I this. Do this. No, let me finish, and okay. then you can tell me what you think. <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't like it, but I do it, and I don't feel I'm really missing out. Fine, Kamar. You just you made the biggest distinction there ever. You do it out of necessity. Mm-hmm. If you had five million dollars, do you not think you'd be sprinkling it around a little bit? I think if I had lots of money, I'd feel stupid about buying big bags of weed. No, I'm not saying big bags of weed, but come on. Like, if you had $5 million, do you not think you would have seven quarters of different weed the in your same house? way whatever you yeah, like probably, kamar probably. if it's not weed if it's mushrooms if it's not mushroom you would always want to try different things you everything gets stale why Hold are on. you this guy is limiting wait. himself to one type of something it's a wait, wait, wait. thing i can give it a good I, i'll give it a good analogy that might change it for you it, it the equivalent would be like this kamar this guy considers himself a weed connoisseur. At least I believe he does. I mean, his whole brand is based off marijuana. So if you consider yourself a weed connoisseur, you're only smoking one kind of weed. Imagine if I was like, I'm a beer connoisseur. Oh, really? Yeah, I've only drank Heineken for the last five years. Mm-hmm. You'd then look at me and go, you're a connoisseur of fuck all. You yeah. don't know shit yeah. about shit. Unless it's the best weed of the world. <laughs> he said he smokes an ounce a day, and I was like, no, that can't be right. But now that I'm thinking about it, it probably makes sense because it's like smoking a bag of tobacco a day. Is... You know what I mean? It's nothing. He's not even... Hold on. You also forgot, too. He's got a fucking entourage. Yeah, like, I know. You know, I know. If he we, said if we, we. Rolled, yes, yes, yes. if we roll deep as he does, I'm sure... I'm sure an ounce a day wouldn't be that fucking God, hard. if just you and I that's were a, rolling together all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, Christ, Simon, you and I he's together. Not he's laughing, but he's not You and I, I together wanna, smoke a half ounce a day, like, easily. There we go, there we go. So that's why we need those Patreons. To, uh, Actually, Simon, you know what we should do? This year when we go up to the cottage, we should... We should work together. No, but we should weigh a bag beginning of the day. And see what happens. And just smoke out of that bag. Like just we'll to throw... compete with with Khalifa, I'm in. No, 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 not to compete. To see, like um, realistic. I don't want to go overboard. Just see how much weed together we smoke in a day. But you guys are gonna have a, a argument because you're gonna have you. You won't be able to run out. You just have to know how much you have left. Yeah, there's no running. We're never out. running out. Um, fucked. That, yeah. That's insane. <laughs> Especially not if we're at the cottage. That's bananas. The, um, we go up ha- there fucking ready. Have you ever run out at the cottage? Not since I was like fucking 17. The idea, that concept doesn't appeal to me anymore. Yeah, it appeals to him though. So, I, I, I thought No, 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 sorry. I, th- I saw you screaming when the, I heard him say The that. concept of running out of weed oh. doesn't appeal to me anymore. It's like getting on a plane. It was like an adventure when you were a kid, you know? I think Simon would be more likely to get on a plane than run out of weed. Yeah, either you, way, you never are wondering where you're going to eat your weed from. Do, you, do you any of you guys weed. smoke blunts? Do any of you guys smoke blunts? No, I think they look like you're but smoking he, a piece of shit. Joe's always, <laughs> Joe's always raving about his how he likes smoking blunts. Yeah, maybe he should just put a little bit of tobacco in all his. I joints, thought that too, and then he doesn't have to smoke that. Like that cigar paper is harsh ass shit, man. Oh my god! By the time you're halfway done, it's like fucking battery acid. So I, this is what I'm saying. Drive me crazy. He wants that little pick me up. We've cut out the bill. Maybe of you should. Uh, we should. Um, Ottawa style. Adam. Uh, dude, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Yeah, anymore. exactly. We should get in touch with Joe and let him know he should just add a little bit of tobacco to his joints. Oh, JB, I love that it. You said. File. I love you said we we're going to get in touch with Joe. The amount of people that try to get in touch with Joe. Well, and most get of them reach us. us so, yeah. yeah. I thought this podcast. Imagine I just sent it to you. Hey, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you should put some tobacco in your joints. It'll save you having to smoke that disgusting oh, fuck. fucking wrapper. 
I thought at one point in this podcast, he spoke about doing mushrooms at a show and seeing some people that, I think he's described as, I saw what some people were about and realized, you know, you, you gotta know. I wish he'd gotten that, that more, that insight of, you know, experience success and people ripping him off and like what happened. He, he I wanted to hear more stuff. about the books he read. <laughs> the cereal boxes <laughs> dude it was that that answer alone was just absurd what books do you read yeah i read i read books <laughs> for real uh i read i like a couple books have really resonated with me like through life he could shut the fuck he up he could have uh talked about crazy hip-hop orgies because he was married to Amber Rose. Yes, I mean, he was. He didn't have to go into that. Car. That'd be too much of a Sally. Jesse Who's Raphael. Emma Rose? Amber Rose. Oh, Amber Rose, the she's one who was with uh, Kanye. Kanye. Yeah, the bald one. Yeah, yeah, I know who she is. The hottest she's, bald trick alive. She's quite beautiful and stunning. He can't do that because they have a kid together. So you can't go on Joe Rogan and no, talk shit no, 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 or tell no, no, sex no. stories about your... I'm just feeling listeners are okay. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't no, know. but I'm just saying. Like, I would have enjoyed those stories too. All those things. Course. All those things. Yeah. Just but they, was this the first time he was on Joe? Yep. Then we needed a lot more stories from this guy well, about going through his shit. You well, know? well, we discussed because it took 30 seconds. Just how he he talked about being in the studio at 16 mm-hmm. and working for free time and grinding. Yeah, and I mean, so that was good. And I would have liked if he expanded on that a little bit. I was editing yeah, the podcast I so. while I listened to this. Did they talk about Mac Miller at all? Nope, not once. That seems crazy. Not a once. Never came up. Not with a lot. Not that I heard anyways. See, that to me seems... Just a bit crazy. But again, tell me well, why, because I don't even Joe know why that would be an important point. Because Mac Miller's from Pittsburgh as well. Well, they were best friends. They were best as friends. Far as, I'm con- as and, far as I know, they Miller came up together. And killed himself, is that correct? No, he OD'd, oh, I believe, like a fentanyl. It okay. was a fentanyl-related. So you just would have thought that would have come up. Yep. At least it's a PSA or something, right? Because yeah. like, the overdose is well, involuntary. But Joe doesn't do is... a lot of homework. We know that. So oh, I am aware of that. He but... wasn't going to, he didn't know to ask him about it. So unless Wiz brings it up. But he... that's my point is if one of you dies from a fentanyl related overdose and I get a chance to go on Joe Rogan, I'm probably no. going to want to bring light to it. No. All right. No. Fine. When you use this as, ex- as examples of dying, I'd appreciate if you like throw in. Okay, well, how about this? Do me a favor. If I die of a fentanyl related overdose. Overdose. Not that I do any drugs. Um, I hope that doesn't happen, Matt. Yeah, man. That'll Please be, mention it. That'll be hard. Well, of course I'll mention it. I'm no, saying. No, you just said, of course, like, whatever. You know what? My other, my one friend, Matt, died of a fentanyl overdose. My other friend, Simon, crashed on a plane. <laughs> I mean, that's basically why I'm here. I do this podcast by myself now. <laughs> um, you know how I make rash statements on this show? You? Unfounded rash statements. That that doesn't sound right. Prepare yourself for another one. Buckle. Just a second. I'm going to sit down. Get ready. (laughs) Get ready. I think that we're going to find out that taking CBD while pregnant is going to make like super everybody happier. Yeah. It's going to make better people. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Matt. You You heard it here first. That does sound that crazy. I am not a scientist. I have done no research on this at all, but that's what I think. The only problem with that, Simon, is if they did come to that conclusion, none of us will be alive. 
because they've just legalized it here, which means it'll take 20 years of trials. Not to mention they're not big on testing things. We'll on get to women. see the anecdotal evidence, the stories that come out of this first generation of CBD rich babies. Oh, come on, man. There's enough anecdotal CBD evidence. Rich babies. What are we gonna call them? Or... We're gonna call them um C baby D's. C baby D's. Uh I'll think of something. I think at one point he talked that he lived in a foreign country, maybe China or Japan when he was young when, when he, he was when 13 he was yeah and I bet you that's Japan that experience made him unique and interesting when he went back to uh, America and allowed him to be the artistic way that is one of the places I would like to go very much if I could get myself <laughs> back on a plane I, I think very or if we figure out transporting I would very much like to go to Japan I think that's one of the places you'd like to leave very quickly as soon as you got there they have People who have to push you into oh, the yeah, subway. Oh yeah, that's a lot yeah, of people. Simon, not, you, yeah, you don't yeah. you don't get to choose yeah. to put yourself. Sorry, in that mask. yeah, no, you're it's probably actually, right. You're pro- yeah, yeah. Yeah, Come when I was thinking yeah, about yeah. it, I was like, I don't know if Simon would enjoy I think that. You go to a five star hotel. Hold on, no, wait. Sake and look at a drone Stop. of Tokyo. You're talking about going to Tokyo. There's so many. There's no, so many I wanna, rural areas in Japan. I want to see the insane. ruins and stuff. So I'm yes. assuming I'm in the outskirts. Yes. What ruins? Which ruins? Like some crazy ancient alien. You'd have to land somewhere and get somewhere very quickly, but it's crowded. There's all sorts. It's a mystery in Japan, Matthew. Great. Oh, I yeah. thought you were talking about like Hiroshima or something that actually. Well, I mean, some... I'd like to see that too, but the, those two things might not be mutually exclusive. Did you ever see oh the? Um, did you ever see <clears throat> the uh, Empire of the Sun? I did. Yeah. With a young Christian Bale yes. plays a young boy. Yeah. That is the last movie I cried at, like in the theater when I was a little kid. And um, you've never cried at a movie since that movie. No, like when, when I. I start crying again. Wow, I didn't know I was like doing this podcast whatever, with two you know what I mean? faggots. You know what I mean? There's a wow. <laughs> Whoa, Gavin. I'm kidding. Take it easy over there. I'm kidding. I just remember crying at the movie and feeling like I can't cry like with like three other friends and like I'm embarrassed. Maybe that, that's sad that I felt that way. I could cry at a movie now. Yeah, but that's part of being an adult. Yeah. It's tough to cry at a movie when you're a fucking teenager. Without- no, no, I'm like 12 or 11. Yeah, or even something. tougher. And with other guys there, yeah, I didn't want to see cry, but but anyways, it's a beautiful movie. I cried. It's all right. I wanted to see those places, those palaces and stuff in that. I was gonna say, if I go to Japan, I want to see like the mountains, the cherry blossoms. Yeah, exactly for sure. The the cities that are dug into mountains, into caves that. Uh, you know, also they have incredible skiing and snowboarding there too, like insane. Yeah, they always show up at the Olympics. No, they, but I well, mean, they had Olympics there, the Winter Olympics. Yeah, yeah, but I'm so, saying like the mountain, the mountain ranges there apparently because my I have a this guy I used to hang out with as a pro snowboarder and his his uh, Instagram like he goes to Argentina and Japan all the time. It looks stunning. So to say, Joe did want to figure out what the X factor was that made Wiz Khalifa the Wiz Khalifa he is, but I think it was that. You think it was living in Japan abroad? I think Eddie. He young said person, he hated it. But he, you don't know. You hate everything when you're a kid, but you right. don't know what you're learning. Right. Or no, you're absolutely how the right. Kamar, you're you. so wise sometimes. I'm you feeling it so now. I'm wise. feeling it right now. Um, at right. one point, sorry, Michael. Nothing. No, no, no. At one point, they started talking about VR. And Joe, sometimes I, I think he just plays the antagonist. 
Of course because, he does. Right? Because he's like, you think the government has VR that they're not sharing with the public? But they have airplanes that they're not sharing no, with of, the public. No, he's agreeing I'm, with I'm, I'm oh, oh, okay. Kamar, um, of course they have VR they're not sharing with no, the public. Uh, no, I think Joe's flipped a script, uh, flipped a switch on this thing the way he's saying. He, he says it used to be that way. No, Joe just always plays devil. I think I, that's what I think was 100%. happening because there's no way he actually thought when that. we make Diablo, we all know. Listen, when we get around to making Diablo avocado shirts for the Patreon, it's going to be an avocado with Joe's face, a devil avocado oh, yeah, with Joe's good. face. That's good. It's true because at one point he's like, yeah, what about phone batteries? And this is like, of course they have um phone batteries that last longer than the batteries we have now because out in the field you can't run out a battery like of course they're always looking for the best way to do everything and you think they're just going to let the public have it if the public have it then their enemies have it like this is crazy i'm really confused now i mean i i I, no, i thought that same thing and that's what i was saying when we were talking about it in the first episode, planes. I said they talk about this in the next one, mm, right? But it was a, a, in a contradictory fashion. Fashion, what Joe was saying. I don't know, man. We always go up. Of course, they have something way better. Video games are way better. Everything's way better. Like they have a much better thing. Hold on. You think the government has vet, better video games no, that they're not releasing? This is a discussion whether it's government. now. I have a problem. <laughs> well, they do. Whoa. No. Because they're training their soldiers. Oh, you're being sarcastic. I see. It's I the, see, Matthew, it, what you're doing here. <laughs> I see the trap you're trying to lay for me. <laughs> one foot in it. I, one foot in. It's it's the distinction. We got one. As long as you get out before a clink <laughs> we got shut. Our, we got a rabbit. We're going to eat for the day <laughs> in our cave. Um, <laughs> uh, the distinction between private or government technologies. But I mean... Everyone talks about if you go to Japan, you're like, oh, this is what is going to be in America or North America in two years or three years. Like, Right. And I bet if you got onto like a secret military base in the States, you would see things that are going to be coming in 20 years because oh. that's how long they're going to hide things like, um, I don't know, cures for diseases or... You know, things that are making them a lot of money right now or that are winning them a lot of wars, you're not going to see that stuff for a fuck long time. I'm so tired of hearing the cures for diseases argument. It's so fucking stupid. It's the dumbest shit ever. Like people that are like, they have the cure for AIDS, but it's cheap. It's they make more money off keeping people with AIDS. No, they don't because they're going to sell the fucking cure. Do you think they just give the cure away? There's so much more money in the cure. I don't think necessarily it's the government that is doing that. I think that there is big business that is, it makes more sense for them to, they're going to do whatever makes the most sense bottom line. But so the right now they're milking it one out. way and just, soon you're right. They'll probably milk it no, the but other. Just hear me out. Let's say can- they'll release it. Let's say something like cancer that we know that if you live long enough, you will get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We know that definitively. So cancer if they had the cure, like I said, they will sell it at an exponential rate. That makes no sense to keep well, people it, sick. Unless those people also need to make sure that the population keeps dwindling a little bit. Again, Matt, I'm not saying I subscribe to these ideas. I just, I think there are possible uh, theories for all of these rational ideas. I can hear the tinfoil crunching. No, I, but again, I really don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe that. <laughs> I mean, maybe I do. I don't know. <laughs> I'll be our first Foley. Simon's Every time Simon creeps another into there, ironclad. Crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. <laughs> yes. 
I don't know, man. I, I, I know when I was younger, I was sure ever they had way more advanced stuff that we weren't seeing, and there's more advanced stuff out, so that enemy's argument doesn't make any sense to me. What do you mean? Our enemies already have the technology that we're going to get. No, I don't think you're correct there. Because like I said, I think we're... we're Kamar, they're probably... You're saying that uh, the Japanese army is better equipped than the American army? Jap- like a, Japan's... I don't think it's allowed to have an army, but... But you see what I'm saying. China's army is. Japan's allowed to have an army, but they have vowed not to have an Kamar, army. Kamar, uh, I just don't think we hear about the part of the military that's competing with keeping up with China, but guaranteed, the same way they were keeping up with the Russians, they're keep Like... Look you look ju- at Annie Jacobson. If you believe any of that, look at the extremes they went just to keep up with the Russians. You don't think they're doing the same with the Chinese? They do the same with all of their enemies. I guess it's more of what medium of technology or advancement we're talking about. Because you all agreed that South Korea has better phones and like TVs and all that technology is coming here. I just love that Simon... Like, do they have better? I'm, I did I say that? I guess you did not agree out loud, but no. I I just I like made that, the point and you nodded and I I like that in your accepted head. Accepted, I put it out there. In Simon's head, the military is twenty years ahead of us, and all they've figured out is longer cell phone battery life. That's all they've <laughs> well, got. No, was to. That, that no, was, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's that's two years ahead. I'm saying oh, down my the apologies. pipe. They, okay. I don't even know, Matt. I, but again, all, it's probably cures for diseases and time travel and or or um. Transporting yourself, some I don't. Wasn't black holes? Wasn't that Jamie's example? The way I wish we'd had video, just because the way Simon put his hands up there. Sorry, what, man? Go go on. No, the way you put your hands up there was just priceless. Like you just went. I don't know. Just like washing your hands of everything. Like I'm just going to drop this here, leave it, and I don't know. We'll see. Can I ask you guys a question? Nope. Yeah, of course. Have you ever heard? A phone go off three times during an episode before? Like, think. Try and think about that. You've heard it go off once, for sure. But have you ever heard it go off three times? It made me think that he had three phones. And that he forgot to turn each one off. Well, maybe you're right, because one of them had to do with his door. But, that, I mean, no, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you have three phones? He's a rapper. <laughs> He's still carrying pagers around? I don't know. He's got a phone for his kid, a phone for the mistress, phone for the wife. Well, he didn't turn any of them off, Matthew. Well, now they all know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know what oh, it probably yeah. was, too? Yeah, it was, yep. It was probably one of his ridiculous friends, like, yo, I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him. I know he's on Joe. Yo, I'm going to call and watch. It's going to ring and I'm going to be on Joe. Only nope. if they're still live streaming, that's possible. Oh, that's right. No more live. Yeah. So Good they point, were. Kamar. That's Good point. right. Yeah. Good point. They were talking about Tornado Alley for a little while. Um, which is crazy because we got hit by one yesterday. We did, yeah. Did How see about that? that? Well, <laughs> we we got the live uh, except for the alarm. Yeah, if you listen to the podcast that we released today, you'll hear us. So that's the middle of the U.S. Yeah, right. That's the center of the U.S. Tornado Alley. Yeah, so like Oklahoma, Alabama. Imagine global warming gets real bad. It's not really the middle, and it changes ahead. the weather patterns of the u.s you know like some people fear will happen so you're saying what if it moves tornado alley over a bit no i'm saying what if it keeps it exactly where it is but it just starts becoming totally inhabitable like they were like joe was talking about and then at the same time so the same thing causing these tornadoes also triggers earthquakes which then start sinking the coast like 
That's why. That's what you got to. That's what they're worried about with the global warming. That is the. I think end global warming scenario. has gotten really bad, and this is what it is like: more floods, more storms. It just is. So I wonder I don't that think earthquakes are related to global warming. Sorry, that's all. My only. I don't think there's a. No, there's there. no connection there. I don't. I, don't. I, I. You're probably right. I, do you know I that no we idea. sit? The earthquakes worry me more. Do you know that we currently sit on one of the biggest fault lines in the world? Well, I was going to ask you, Matthew. Did you? Were you either of you guys here for the last big earthquake we had? Yeah. I was living with Big Dumb Greg. That is a weird feeling when the whole world is shaking around you, and it's like hiccups. What's really crazy is to think about the fact that like that wasn't even a really bad one. Like no, what the one was that, that a four or something? The one that hit L- eight. The one that hit L.A. Hours? No, it wasn't an eight. Or I think it was. I think nuts. it was a four, it was like maybe a five or something. Or something. The point is, the one that hit L.A. in the nineties was like fifteen or sixteen seconds long, and it was like an eight or whatever. It well, was. that had like buildings and bridges falling, didn't it? Yeah, that was the, the freeway mo- came. That was the most. Yeah. That was the most savage thing I've ever seen, <coughs> and I, I remember yeah, yep. going. Oh my God, there's cars underneath that thing. Yeah, my uncle and I were talking about the other day, that freeway section that collapsed. Yeah, I remember thinking like, there are people in traffic oh, there's there's nothing but 25, 50 cars under there. With dead people. And there's oh, no way they're getting there's out. There's no way. It's over. And it's not only that there's no way they're getting out. That like, crazy. If, let's say just that section had fallen in and nothing else happened in the city. There's a chance you could save some of those people. But when the entire city of L.A., Everywhere is every is building has a and then the yeah. camera streams and it's like the whole, it's not just this little yeah. thing. it's like oh god that was horrible I gotta say though I saw someone posted a crazy video the other day of a I guess it's just like a surveillance camera and there's a dog in an office it's like a wide open office building and the dog is sitting on the floor and there's an earthquake and like ten five seconds before the earthquake the dog goes from asleep on the floor to fucking up and gone like dude you. All the people in the office, you see them. They're like, "What the fuck?" Seeing the future. They're like, "What the fuck is wrong with the dog?" Because he's, dude, he's he's gone. And the next thing you see is everything in the room, just like shaking uncontrollably. Like, what, about. what the fuck's that all about? Animal eh? superpowers. Yeah, ESP. Yeah, man, dogs are no joke. Um, it's crazy though. Like, it's one thing to be in a, um, you know, a disaster type scenario where it's like a riot or something. It's another thing altogether when the whole world is conspiring against you, you know? Listen, man, this like earth, this earth, tidal waves, earthquakes, tornadoes, like that's got to add a whole secondary because it's that plus the riots, plus the, the stampede, you know what I'm saying? And you have mother nature conspiring against you. I just fuck, man. Natural disasters are crazy. You know, I actually go the other way in a whole Walking Dead scenario. I don't think that everyone is as quick to turn on each other as we're led to believe in movies. Yeah, man. Everyone's waiting to turn on each other now. That's zombies. No, no, no. But it's always any natural disaster movie, any of that, it's always like everyone turns against each other right away. (coughs) I I agree. Listen, there's terrible people out there that are going to exploit a terrible situ- situation. We know that. but People will be leaving their uh, driveway so fast they'll kill their neighbor's dog. And just You're saying off. that there are more decent people than there are evil I people. Agree. Yes, and I agree saying. with that, except when it's about saving yourself and your family, then what? You know, if that's the situation where everybody has to just save themselves. I understand, but Simon. Up, right? That's why it I goes to but Simon, Walking I, Dead so fast. Power what out. I'm saying, though, is... 
I would assume so. I realize people are quick to do that when they're saving their own family, but I also know that people are quick to band together and help others that they see in need. And I truly believe that, I hope that if the shit hits the fan, that more people are going to be willing to help others than I hope we don't have to find out, Matthew. Yeah, I do too. I hope we don't have to find out. Are we done with Wiz Khalifa? Well, last thing let's talk about is just language for a little bit because they got super high and started talking about language at the end. And that got me thinking just to how weird languages are. And there isn't a single word in the English language that if you repeat it 50 times in a row, it doesn't crazy. start sounding ridiculous. 50, Matt, try like four. Pick, <laughs> true. Any, yeah. pick any word, chair. Yeah, I know. Desk. Like why and why yeah. are they called those things? And words are just weird. It's just, it's just all weird. Well, I mean, sound is vibration. But then I, then I started thinking like, okay, so in German, like we know the words are different for sure. Eins or whatever their words are, but are their num? And I know they say their numbers differently. Eins, zwei, drei. But do they still write their numbers? One, two, three. Do you know what I'm saying? Math is math. But wait, but the. I don't think so because he was saying that the Chinese, the Japanese had characters for their numbers. He might have been wrong. Maybe I should find that out before we go any Not, further. They, might, they don't anymore because if you trade, like, if you trade internationally in Japan, do you think they're using characters? Same thing. If you look at a, if you go to Japan and you're buying fucking ramen noodles, I'm sure they have a price up. I doubt it's a character. I bet it says fucking 6.57 yen or whatever the fuck. I don't I never, think I never thought about it. I don't think, think about you, it for I don't a second while I look they, mu- they must have characters for those numbers, but they still, when plugged into math, it comes back to math. Two plus two must equal four. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, math. I, yeah, we all. I think we all agree with that. It's got to be universal. I think. I don't know. Yes. I, don't know. I never did. Get I that. love how we say math is universal. Yet there's only we only know us. It's uh, ter- terrestrial. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like aliens, aliens could come down tomorrow and be like. This ain't math, bitch. The square root of 100 is not 10. So most places do use it, but not all. Like uh, Arabic, for example, Thai uses different numbers, uh, Japanese. Well, the Arabs invented math. Uh, So I guess those would be the original numbers, wouldn't they? But did they really invent math, or has math always been there? Well, okay. Well, apparently they didn't invent math at all because we're seeing really high math from super ancient civilizations. So, sorry, I don't want to get. I was going to say, Kamar. Either way, it's a paradox to say. I get what you're saying. It's It's a paradox because it's always there. Yes, you can't create something that's all that's that exists. Yeah, it's weird. That's a weird one. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's a paradox. It's not. There's no. Well, Well, yeah. I mean. It's a it's a weird subject though, right? The, Did we invent math, or has math always been there? Like, oh well, that's to, that's super weird. Has to add up. Well, stuff. according to the Fibonacci sequence, math has always been there because yes. uh, even well, because in nature, math it follows. Yeah. That's yeah. why follows certain yeah codes and and patterns. So mm-hmm. that's why we're living in. A so simulation. I think you just answered your own question there, Kamara. Well, that adds a whole different wrinkle, Matthew. Yes, it because does. Because then you ask yourself, the guy running the simulation. In his world, is he living in a place where math happens naturally, or is he living in a place where? No, it would have to be because if we're living in a math-based world, that means they have they they they're based in why they might be running a program that's totally different to see something different, a hundred percent different than what they are. Fine, but my point, Simon, is that math exists because if we see math in nature, that means that the program that's running us is based still in 
binary math and ones and zeros and it's still you understand what i'm saying i kind of do okay. i mean i'm not as as well versed in the matrix as you are but uh, mm-hmm. i think i get it <laughs> i'm not as well versed in this fake thing that doesn't exist yeah um so, say two it was a podcast where he wanted for more but it wasn't delivered yeah i i, I, I think we did a pretty good job of adding a little spice to that episode this episode was fucking terrible yeah, I mean, and and poor poor uh, Wiz, because I feel like he could have done better. Again, I'm not. I have nothing. I'm not saying. I'm pretty sure I have nothing negative. Life, I have nothing man. negative to say against no, Wiz no, no, Khalifa. No, no. I, I don't either. I'm saying I don't yeah. think. I think he. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about Wiz. Maybe I'm, just, I'm wrong. I'm just warning any listener. If you haven't yet listened to this episode, skip it. Yeah. Yep. Unless you love Wiz Khalifa. Unless you love hearing yeah, yep, and oh, right yeah. on. Like what did Kamar Kamar? What did you say? What did you say he was? He was uh, Joe's hype man. He was Joe's ad lib man. Ad-lib oh, here, Kamar. You yeah. want us? You want me to do the? I'll I'll play. I'll play Joe, and you play Wiz. This is my impression of their. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna play Joe in this scenario, and Kamar will be Wiz Khalifa. Uh, silverback gorillas are pack animals. Oh, for real? Uh, there once was a liger that was nine feet tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I think I heard of that. Uh, whales will eat their young. Oh, for real? (laughs) (laughs) And continue. Yeah, Yeah, just do that for two hours, and that was the fucking podcast. Let's rate it. Go ahead, Simon. I give this episode a solid two and a half. What is wrong with you today? That is the most generous fucking... Okay. Really? That's That's not generous at all. I give it a two as well. I I, I wanted more, but it was all right. The, The workout shit was horrible, though. I can't... I give it a one. So. You knew they were going to talk. I mean, Joe talks about the guy's body when he isn't on the show. Yeah, but what did I give Stephen and Gary? Does anyone remember? A point five, maybe. You no, know, you asked for a point back for future. <laughs> no, when you went to take a piss, I said with him, like, if Wiz Khalifa had come to Joe with some crazy workout thing he had figured out, it would have been that. But it seemed like Wiz Khalifa was searching for tips, advice from Joe. And so I was like, I've heard it a billion times what Joe's going to advise. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Joe didn't use my line to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I have to take a Wiz Khalifa. So you're about to give the lowest. Oh, yeah. I don't know. This was like. Yeah, a, you're going to do the lowest metric ever? No, I guess I'll give it a one. Well, there it is. It, it exists. Okay, and final thoughts on uh, Wiz? No problem with him. Yeah, I thought he seemed like a really nice guy. And I, I somewhere I thought that he had more interesting stuff to say. Smoked an ounce a day, man. Like I said, Simon, I was sitting beside you when I was like, hey, Wiz Khalifa's yep. on. And I was like, oh, this should be a good one. I was pretty amped. I, I have nothing against the guy. Again, I think he's a good kid. Good on him. Joe knows nothing about music. Or, we, we know or that. modern music. Oh, we so know that. That just fucked everything up. Yeah. He can just admire the creator. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. All right. We'll move on. <laughs> okay. 1307. Correct. Do you want to say the name? Greg Fitzsimmons. Fitzy. Fitzdog. Grapefruit Simmons. Fitchdog. Yeah. Fucking Fitzy fuck. Fucking Fitzy bye. So I, it, I did learn a bunch of things in this episode. A couple of interesting facts in this episode. Very interesting in this episode. About Tesla? About Joe. Oh, let's oh. hear it, Kamar. Well, they've been doing steroids for 10 years. Oh. Yeah, we knew that. I had not known that it, when it was started, but he said, I've been yeah, doing it for TRT, 10 years. Yeah, yeah, And you can't put on your wife or she's going to get a fucking hairy chest. 
a mustache. Like that's not that's not like dabbling in something. You know what I mean? This has been bothering me the whole episode. Are those Kazakhstan track pants? Fuck yeah, Olympic Olympic edition. Awesome. Thank you. So loitering laws. Were you done with the steroids, or did you want to keep going about that? Uh, well, no. Simon's about to drop some knowledge. No, no, I just I don't want to cut Kamara off and uh, loitering laws. Also, I wonder. (laughs) It felt weird his intention because loitering laws started with the very first thing they talked about, where Fitzsimmons was like, "Yeah, I've just been looking into this mistreatment of black people historically." You know what I mean? I think he just read a book about it. (laughs) No, but it sounded like he was coming up the podcast for any new listeners. If you want to know who I am, I care (laughs) because he just came after two black guys. It just seemed, I'm sure, it's totally unrelated a a coincidence, but you had two African American guests. Three, right. technically. Okay. Sorry. I see. He ran into them this... on the way out, and he was like, okay, I got to adjust my opening bit then you here. Guy, you have this guy who comes from fucking Worcester, New York. He's a boss of comic. He, he, wants to he like, was going to open with a really racy black joke, but he decided he'd go the but, complete opposite just direction. Just let you know, Joe, I've been reading this book about black history. It's, they really got a raw deal. <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure it was genuine, and he believed it, but then he... Part, well, one of the points he made was the lawyer. Even after slavery was abolished, they mm-hmm. would uh, arrest them for arrest black people for loitering, because just looking for any reason to to still be able to oppress them. I mean, it's and we know this because obviously white that was happening. But told us. I've yeah, never I mean, understood loitering. I mean, now I get it because it's clearly was just in place to persecute black people. But like, mm-hmm. I remember working at the bars. Like, I remember standing outside one night at, like, 3 a.m., and there was obviously, there had been a bunch of fights or something, but I was just having a cigarette, and these three cops walked up, and were like, move, keep moving. And I was like, I'm, I work here. I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm on the sidewalk. This is fucking public land. I don't have to move anywhere. And again, they were like, you're going to go to jail if you don't fucking move. And I was like, this is, how are you going to lock me up for standing on the fucking sidewalk, sober? I would, any time of day. I would imagine that anywhere where there's like an oppressive type of uh, figure that when... So white people? When when the people um, congregate, that leads to nothing but trouble for the oppressors. So I think that's probably why loitering laws were made in the first place. Like, don't let anybody... Don't let the people gather together in any way because they'll, that'll lead to them getting together against us mm-hmm. possibly yeah, i don't know about that there's Again, enough, there's i enough. don't know a lot about a lot i'm so. a serial loiter well i stopped loitering at my older age but when i was younger i loitered like a motherfucker oh me too i oh the 7-eleven in the old ottawa they South had to start playing classical music which didn't do sh- which didn't like, do jack shit just gave us more culture yeah yeah if anything i just picked up some good uh good playlists so yeah definitely respect those who loitered before us how much money do you think that 7-Eleven lost from like our group of friends? Well, have you been in there lately? Yeah. <coughs> it's gone. What do you mean the 7-Eleven? Well, the, the way the aisle is set up that you could just fill your pocket with the chocolate oh, bars, it's yeah. gone. Yeah, it's an open, <laughs> yeah, it's real open space now, yeah. It's open and there's just like boxes with two liter, which you can't steal a two liter pop in your Oh, pockets. you can, st- well, believe you can steal everything you want. Yeah. How long ago was uh, the Old West? <laughs> 1400s? No. What are you talking about? Like, hey, I was just guessing. Sorry. No, I. Well, what like, are you talking about? Like Deadwood? That's yeah, eight, like the eight, cow- cowboys. 1860s. Cowboys. So, do you believe information that comes out of that time? Like, is that 
you as the skeptic you are, Matthew? Do you... Um, I mean, history is always written by the oppressor or by the person that won, right? What's that, Kamar? That's the great That's the tin foil. I feel something with the dog. No, I just... Simon... <laughs> <laughs> Simon, it's always... Uh, <laughs> it's uh i don't know what was the question i don't even remember well, it's gonna end with aliens doesn't matter what the question was exactly but the answer yeah. is aliens it's coming back Matt. to aliens the for answer sure yeah. is aliens Simon. <laughs> oh, oh. oh no oh no no i'm just wondering like that was how, unprofessional um, you guys gotta hold that together how how much credit you give to like history well i mean again i think the you know there's when did photos come along like there's you know there's photos they had photos that's what then. i'm saying so it's, they weren't great photos. yeah but yeah. my point is it's tougher to juke history once photography comes along well and not that, according to kamar and now the moon easier. landing it's easier to juke history because well photo, now it might be Photoshop. but the point is is for a long time when you couldn't edit photos or you couldn't mm-hmm. do much to it it made it very difficult for you to uh, to hide atrocities or to you know what i mean like think about how many photos there are in the states <laughs> of a group of white people standing around one two five black people hanging from a tree and they're all pointing and looking happy like you can't hide that. You'll never be able to hide that again. That is a part of U.S. history. You know what I mean? Like, So like the other day when I asked you about, um, you know, that movie with Tom Cruise where they race for their plots yeah, of land. Yeah. Like how legitimate, I mean, not that we're taking that movie as gospel, but just in general, how how much information is right that we're getting about that time. I mean, I don't know who wrote it. Who like? Well, I I don't really understand the question. Have you ever seen Cowboys and Aliens, Matt? No. Yeah. There, How historically? Come on, yeah. come on, there is no. Uh, as much as I appreciate <laughs> your joke, Cowboys there is and... no. Um. I mean, yeah, there are all sorts of alien and cowboy things we could talk about, but that is not why I brought this up. I just simply wanted to know how much credence Matt gave to the past. Can, can I? Well, say I what don't I... understand. But uh, sorry, I just want you to clarify the question. Like, what are you? How much credence do I give to the past? You're asking me if I believe... Well, you certainly don't believe things that were written on cuneiform tablets. You don't believe in the king's list. So I'm just trying to gauge where you are on the spectrum of uh, belief. That's it. That's all. No problem. If you don't want to answer, if you feel uncomfortable, if it's a religious thing, I'm okay with Kamar, that. You know when, uh, you know when like someone's a victim of trauma and they pull out those blankets, those like those like they look like tinfoil blankets. Yeah, I feel like he is draped in one of those under all his clothing those right now. He's his... like uh, Saul's brother in season two. <laughs> <laughs> those are the same thing that make potato chip bags out of. Yeah, 100%. You guys are crazy. I don't. Um, I only talk about Simon, this with you too. I'm I asking. Don't think about this in my spare time. Simon, I, I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> You're saying you don't believe what's written on the King Scrolls, which say there was 100,000 year kings, but you believe what was written on paper in the 1800s? I'm not, I'm, I am not accusing you of anything. I am not insinuating anything. I'm just trying to gather You're ask, I'm more information. Likely, listen, the further back you go, the less likely I the am. The more suspect it gets. Okay. I mean, that probably I makes sense. I think it is the easier it is to comprehend. Because a photo, you can see what happened, and I'm like, also the what you're world. Saying, I think in how a hieroglyph, stuff carved in stone, 
must be even more important than whatever you can see in this because they took that much time to do it. Mm-hmm. But how much you can decipher or comprehend. But you also just, we don't understand, we, we cannot understand what the world looked like back then. So you can't even put it into context. Like, Right, because when I'm talking about <laughs> like uh, the possibility of Egyptians taking a boat all the way to Australia, it could have been that they were just walking there because the world was different. Is that kind of what you're driving at? Sure, there's that too. I'm just saying in general. Well, no, I mean you make a you make a fine point there too. But I'm just saying in general, like we we have very very little tangible knowledge of how people walked around day to day. You know, I mean we have the stories that we have from back then are of the you know the 50 people that did huge things. I'm talking about like Joe Schmo day to day. How did the world work? We don't know. So mm. and like you said. Yeah, maybe the world looked different. Maybe everything was a little bit closer together. I don't fucking know. But you're asking me, like, your question is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Let's just lay that I, out there. I agree. Um, Georgetown University is giving reparations for um, slaves building the university. So they're going back to the families of these people and retroactively giving them money. Which, Why not just give them free education? Which sounds great. <laughs> the whole narrative I was joking about sounds so crazy right now. <laughs> which narrative? What? Well, then Fitz Simmons came on and still all this thing. Still all talking, yeah. White yeah. people are doing <laughs> They're still people. doing it. Um, no, but I just started thinking. Er, I think Greg Fitzsimmons got his 23 and Me back and realized that he's got some slave drivers in his fucking I think Joe actually said... That's all fine unless it starts going the other way and they start trying to track down the people who are now the descendants of those who own the slaves. And right, like it starts getting really. Um, that thing paid for your. Uh, I mean, how lack. many, how many. Yeah, right, exactly. But exactly. let me ask you this, Simon. If you found out that, if you found out that, I'll just pick a random family and I'm going to shit all over them, but I have no historical knowledge. Let's say the DuPont family who are. The lighter people? No, DuPont are like uh, paint and DuPont does a ton of shit. But the the family, the DuPont family are wildly rich. Foxcatcher, that guy was a DuPont. Right. I don't even remember where the fuck I was going now. They were going to do something. No, no, no. Hold on. Let's say that let's say we found out that that family as a whole is worth. Let's again, I'm just throwing out numbers. Let's say we find out that family is worth 20 billion dollars. And that they probably never would have come into that money had it not been for slave slavery, something to do with that sort of stuff. Okay. Do you have a problem with, and I, I it's going to have to be the government, unfortunately, which I hate, but do you have a problem with the government going in and saying, and I already hate it because the government's involved, but do you have a problem with the government going in and saying, we're going to take 10 billion of your 20 billion and we're going to distribute that out to families that are of slave descendants, which I guess would be most black families. Um, and what I'm saying yeah, is the I reason know, I yeah. use the reason I use a massive family like that is because but do you they could go argue the small families too. Well, no, but that's my point. Is what I'm saying is you could argue that if you have twenty billion dollars and you made it off of slavery, taking half of it, it's not going to hurt you. You still have ten billion. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. I understand that if you go to my family and you say you're worth a million dollars, we're taking half of it. That's a more a bigger deal. Not that I think my family were slave drivers. Although you never no, no one's gonna no one's gonna answer my question. What was the question? Well, do you think that's like? Do you think that solves anything? Do you have a problem with? Well, again, like you said, I don't like the government kind of yeah, telling well, okay, you that you have to do that. But I guess that makes sense. I mean, 
we have our own problems up here. We don't need to go those crazy examples. I'm just saying, with, Kamar, the, I, with the native people of our country, with the First Nations. Yeah. So I mean, maybe we're tiptoeing around that sort of idea of of what it is, but that's that's the exact same thing. But it's funny that we put it somewhere else. Well, let's put that out then. What do you think? What do you think we could give First Nations that would not appease them? Because I mean, but actually make up for what happened. Sure. Give them all their land back. Well, how's that going to work? It's not. <laughs> but no, yeah. Well, no, but I'm it, saying, okay, but Kamar, in the modern context the where we can't just give them a country back, what what is the solution, I guess? And I don't have it. I'm asking if any of us have any ideas. They need to have a equal representation at the leadership table of the country as the government. That's a good start for sure. No, that's, that's a, it. That's a great I mean, start. I mean, so there's uh, the Canadian government. And the, I mean, you're forgetting too. First there's, Nations native, there's First Nations in the U.S. too. They actually probably have a larger population. And they would have to do that. Actually, they probably have a They'd have to population. do it with their government, but it's not like Canadian government can do stuff for them as the American government. Although their lands cross borders, that they have different borders than the ones that they imposed on them. So what the fuck do I know? It, well, matter. no, Native Americans can move. First Nations can move freely throughout North America. Give them back all their land to give them a seat at the table. The, 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 they, that's we start from there, but giving back all the land. See, this is the problem that I have. Is like if this is someone's land. Well, no, this is all of their land. Is so what we all have to just leave. That's my question to you. <coughs> if First Nations represent one percent of our population, so three million of thirty million, that means that twenty-seven million people have to leave the country. That's what you're saying. Uh, 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 I was saying that might be an unintended consequences of appeasing the First Nations. Man, we went deep on this one. Fuck you, Fitzsimmons. I was saying if there was like a three cents tax to everything everyone buys, and that you know that's the a First Nations tax or whatever, and it would just that's not a terrible idea. Billions and billions of that's dollars. That's not a terrible idea to, for them to do. But then I guess the question and is, and everyone goes, ah, that tax, but hey, that's what we're doing, and that's why we're better people. But the problem, but isn't the problem now that that the funds that do go to First Nations get siphoned to the wrong places? Is that not an issue as well? Uh, in some places, they're very uh, successful reserves. In some places, there's ones that struggle. So, But this is where I go to the, why I hate the government being involved because the government decides where the money goes, who gets it, and that's always a problem. Cause to a point, but then they go to a tribe and the tribe uh, takes the money and does what they want. And some tribes do well, some don't. Some get casinos, some get screwed, and their, their land is now mine. I don't, it's, it's so complicated. Well, we, so sol- could, we solve nothing here. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this. So I'm just gonna quickly pull you. Let's U-turn. try to do Israel and Palestine. We'll fix that. <laughs> I was, just to I was gonna do a U-turn. Do you not want me to do a U-turn? No, you do it up. You eat uh, up. What do you guys think of legal prostitution? Absolutely. We, Why not? Give me someone. Be the Diablo avocado here. I don't know if there is a well that it's against. Um, you can't even social do it. status. I don't. Uh, brave social social try. status. What are yeah. you talking about? Like it, it's just not good. I don't. I don't. It's not how they've done it with this far. For money. That's you could argue that it's marijuana religious. should be illegal. Yeah, I know. It's, a, it's he asked me to do it. I said I didn't want to, and then I tried, and it was poor. I agree. It's, yeah. it's hard to be Diablo um, avocado when you uh, don't want to. Because the <laughs> way I debate. the way I look at it is, and I know Joe says this all the time, but like you have a relationship with your masseuse, you have a relationship with your trainer. You could have a relationship, you know, if that was, 
I, I, not that you'd ever need it, but yeah. No, that, that I'm saying exist. if you're not, if if that, if you're a single guy and that's what you want to do. It's insane. That besides which, what about all the guys in again, like those incels who could have something wrong with them or, and they're like, we all know what it's like to have that feeling of, I'm sure every guy does of just needing to like, you know, have sex and do that. And if you don't do that, wow, you can, was about to get awkward there. <laughs> no, but I, I just see why it could drive um, people to be very angry all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it's more, I think you're missing the point. I think with the incel thing, it's more like, it's more the thought that you absolutely can't get laid. Like it's one thing if I'm not getting laid, but I'm out there maybe trying, you know what I mean? Like, and I have to just go home and tug one out like, ah, get them tomorrow. Like okay, every night. Yeah, but no, but like you could do that 40 nights in a row as long as you're out there feeling like you have a shot. But I think with the incel thing, it's like these guys are out there like there's just no chance they're getting But maybe if prostitution was legal, then there wouldn't be so much pressure on them to feel like they have to go out and actually have relationships with girls. They could go out and just do what needs to be done. And then that's kind of what I was getting at. And then maybe these guys who would normally not have relationships with girls could have some sort of relationship with their prostitute, kind of like you would have with your masseuse. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it's just another way to put poor people in jail. It's very rare to see someone super well off as a prostitute. Is it bad for people's self-esteem to pay for sex? No. I know someone who's got super high self-esteem well, and he pays it, for sex well, all the time. Isn't it good just, for people? I mean, for I'm them, the you're, you're yeah, saying that you're like good enough for me to pay to have sex with, you know? <laughs> Simon, I mean, it's Kamar, nothing does... There's nothing in the world that could do more for your self-esteem than putting a big, hot, gooey load on someone's face. Just... <laughs> free or not and yeah oh even if you pay i think it's better if you paid for it it's like making your own meal and jerking off before you make decisions that's like that probably is good advice now i know why it takes you so long to get back to me about no bowling. no 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 <laughs> what if you're a girl that can't it's kind of like sleeping on it well it's yeah, the that same too. it could be the same thing come on be, it'd be obviously there'd be male problems of course of, of just, course yeah i mean i like, actually think that industry wouldn't work as well as we think but there would there it would be For there sure. would be some yeah, and hopefully there wouldn't be the stigma. But it takes on a special that, breed. I think it would take a special breed of guy to be a male prostitute. And so now this legal. What if just think about the worst? Think about the five ugliest women you've seen all week, and then line them up in a row naked, and that's your day. Well, no, but do you know what I mean? You make like, a strong argument, Matthew. <laughs> oh, like, so case closed. See what I mean? Case like, closed. <laughs> and you got to saddle up and ride again. Like, dude, that's fucking, that's a nightmare. That is not chill. There's not, that's a fucking job. That is a job every day. Uh, well, on, some job podcast. I hope so. Matthew, <laughs> Matthew, some jobs are hard yeah. and those jobs are usually paid the best. Well, I, I, listen, I'm fine with that. I get it. If, if that's a high paying job, but you see where oh, you, shit. you totally you see don't where I'm going. You don't want to do it, but somebody's willing to do it for the right price. Boys. I'm just and, saying. Boys. And that I'm doesn't saying, make anybody feel bad. Simon, I'm saying physically you might be incapable mm-hmm. as a man. No, there are pills for that. No, it's like uh, it's like Uber or Verib. For, for them. 
We get guys who can't get laid to girls who can't get fucked. And oh, they that's both pretty pay smart. Us. You're the <laughs> middleman. You're the middleman <laughs> yeah. for the two insides of the incel, the incel and the outcel, yeah. and you're fitting them together. No pun intended. Kamar, no pun intended. Oh fuck! Timestamp that, boys. This might be the million dollar idea for sure. We just got to get the infrastructure in right now. That's not bad, Kamar. Let's get some IT guys on this. No, I don't see anything. Listen, uh, prostitution is like the, they say it. It's the oldest job in the world. And why the fuck not? Um, my next note, just this. I'm not lying. It's right here. The book is full of them. Yeah, we, we learned last week that you're using some sort of invisible ink. Look at this. Chicken scratch. So Go ahead. No, I'm just saying it was that the Fibonacci code is the best proof of the matrix. But we don't have to talk about it again. I'm just pointing out that the, I, I somehow agreed with you, even though I didn't know I was agreeing with you. <laughs> Why did they talk about that? I don't remember that. They did briefly, uh, just about the uh, Fibonacci sequence. Well, because he thought the Fibonacci sequence was something else, and Joe corrected gotcha. him. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. What I didn't realize when they talked about it was how uh, Scorsese and De Niro went to school together. That's crazy, really? You did you hear that? When no. They're talking about- Again, I was editing the fucking podcast. So yeah, I was yeah. a bit distracted. So, I didn't hear that either. Yeah, see, there we You're go. You're joking, right? No. So but, they're the same age? Yeah. Holy fuck, Scorsese looks terrible. So they went to school together and because uh, they were talking about Mean Streets. Yeah. On this podcast? Yeah. Are you positive? I heard it two hours ago. Mean streets in the cars because Fitzsimmons wanted to get a, his the dream car is a bullet car, yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah. is now out and is only like forty two grand. And they were talking about. Well, I just thought that was crazy that, um, but they were talking about movies how they were um, shots would last for a while. You know what I mean? Have you ever seen Apocalypse Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Longer shots were a big thing. Like it's back crazy then. Yeah. how that builds up the tension to the release when you see the next scene. Have you not seen... Uh, I must have Chil- listened to a doctored version <clears throat> of the podcast. Have you not seen Children of Men? Oh, my favorite movie. Children of Men is like four shots. Children of Men is your favorite movie? For, for that. I mean, Apocalypse Now is pretty fucking amazing. amazing. Cinematically, though, shooting, uh, shooting Children of Men was like... I can't even imagine. The... I don't know if you've ever been near a movie set like it's it, every sh- every fucking take is like 10 seconds. That's it. So Were you just going to humble brag about a movie set you had been on? No, oh, I've never I've been close to small, small movie sets. Nothing. Else. But I'm just saying is it it's quick, quick takes. That's it it's mm-hmm. to shoot. And not to mention in that movie, the shit blowing up. There's cars flipping like it's well, like the, it's, the, the restaurant really sequence yeah. in Goodfellas. Is that uh Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the most iconic long shots. But even that or the, at its length is, is like nothing a compared minute. to Apocalypse Now. Or even but no, but Children of Men has like a uh there's one scene, there's one running shot that's like ten and a half minutes long. Hmm. I mean it, that's insane. That's uh, there crazy. was a time when in um Beverly Hills Cop the, the the chase scene with the the uh, the very first one when he's hanging off the back of the of truck cigarettes, with cigarettes, just going through downtown Detroit, smashing, car- and it's not as a kid that it's was not CGI, it's just, dude. That was one of my favorite scenes as a kid. It, it, I used to watch that on replay. It was intensity, man, I, with Axel hanging off the back as the fucking door swings open. So, so that's where there's there's a disconnect when you get into CGI for this stuff. 
But th- these guys are just great nostalgic talking. It's most remember when, remember when. Or you know, speaking of sort of cut you off, speaking of Scorsese and De Niro going to school together, it's isn't it funny how often that happens where two wildly talented people just happen to find each other isn't at like a young so age and weird how that like happens, it happens all the fucking time i know isn't that odd it, it's but nuts it's almost like almost, it's scripted well you almost wonder too if they didn't meet each other would they have like would i don't know it's crazy to it's me it's even crazier because we had this conversation yesterday about uh, shane smith and gavin mckinnis did we I don't, oh yeah i guess yeah yeah in a weird sort of way but I mean, to me, they're but not. They've, they've nurtured. And- but to me, that they weren't two wildly talented people. They just kind of got lucky, came together. Their talents worked together, and it was what it was. But I'm talking about like De Niro and Scorsese. Like it. Sometimes you get a guy or a person who, on their own, can change the course of uh, the world, and sometimes you need a guy who needs another guy to change the course of Apple the world. Apple and uh, Wilinski. Yeah. Or whatever, Wachowski. Jobs and Wachowski. Yeah. No, I... I um, you sounded I'm, like Trump there. there. Mr. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> Those are both great companies that work together greatly. Speaking of great men, um, we found out that Elon Musk's uh, Tesla is in trouble. Well, that was a real weird moment in the podcast. It was right? like he knew... He was like, I should have said that. Well, I mean, it's unless he's like actually on the board at Tesla, I think he can say whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> it's just his opinion, but I no, think but, he also knows that Elon is a weird dude and is the kind of person that could take his Tesla back at any moment if he says the wrong thing. But it's like just, well, he, does, that. he doesn't have a Tesla. That was it was, oh, that Fitz was Fitz. Simmons. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Said that. Yeah. So he said that uh, Tesla is they have to make something like a million cars a year to be profitable, and they're not coming anywhere close they're to that. a couple hundred so, thousand. Yeah, so. Unless something really, unless there's a huge shift in the next couple of years, and again, he could be full of shit. This is a comedian telling us this. No, if he's no, correct, if he's, he if he's correct, that would mean that unless there's a pretty big shift in the way we're doing things in the next soon, that Tesla probably doesn't make it. I listened to his podcast, his own podcast already. Who's Greg Fitzsimmons? I thought you were going to say Elon's. And he talks about money all the time. And he's a real pragmatist. Okay. And so, like, he was just well because he's about to put his kids through American uh, college. I could see why he costs, wants to be a pragmatist. That's going to be a couple hundred k. That's why he can't 000. buy the bullet for forty two grand. Where you're like, dude, treat yourself. But he's about to like drop. What did they say for three kids? Six hundred thousand for the six hundred thousand uh, for two for two for four years. Well, he has three, doesn't he? No, I think it's two. A girl and a boy. Anywho, they're both going to school and it's going to cost That's the most absurd number. Well, what's really absurd about it, Matt, is we should be encouraging people to go to school and become the best, smartest people. We want that. And yet we're charging them arms and legs. Sorry, go ahead. For $600,000, they should be guaranteed a job when they get out of school. A thousand percent. For that kind of money invested, (laughs) there should be something at the end. He said they... Other than death... That should be the only thing precluding them from getting a job the second it they graduate. Be this, Matt, it should be the exact same way that Scientology works. Like, if you pay the big bucks, you get to find out where the aliens come yeah, from, you know? Sure. The, you get, you're guaranteed nothing at the end he of that. He said he was guaranteed not to get a good job. Pretty much. Well, I he, mean, that, that's not it, necessarily true. No, he said, I, I'm, I'm very confident he's going to need money. Whatever job he gets, like he still won't be. I'll still be supporting him. I know. I the, the listen. Bit, listen. I, matter of factly, 
Not like, uh, oh my God, what am I going to do? The yeah. big thing that actually all the economists are saying is that schooling is really going to be useless in the future because most people are actually going to have to switch careers. To non-automation shit. No, no, no. But what the point, Simon, is that no one... It used to be that you you know, you know, went to school, you got a, a job, and then you kept that job for 50 years until you retired. For the most part. Like some people might switch jobs once, twice. Maybe, you know, you're just a transient, whatever. But now they're saying that people that are going to school for whatever, 10 years later, that thing is now obsolete or they have to be retrained. So they're saying, they're now saying that they're not even telling kids, they're not even asking kids what they want to be anymore because they're, they're now trying to teach kids like, you might have to be two different things. Like don't, don't get married to one job because you're going to have to, which is, it's weird to think of. Like we kind of felt so bad when they were talking about the Virginia coal miners. That, that's very scary to think of, Matt. Even we, and again, none of us. I mean, whatever. Maybe we didn't end up doing exactly what we thought we were going to do coming out of school. But you probably thought you were going to do the same thing for the rest of your life. Yeah, that was the impression I was under. Yeah, I didn't think I would have to find different. It's just that's scary. I, I can see how that would be very scary. Hundred percent. Yeah. And like not, I could also see that why just that would, makes it so. But that would dissuade uncertain. me from going to school. 100%. Yeah, I, I. Well, no, it would make me want to go to a school like uh, where they're teaching me air conditioning repair. You know, something where I'm just guaranteed all that that's going to be needed, and it's there, and it's useful, and it's not going anywhere. You know. But I mean, even so that, chances like, are no... you might have to change places you work at. But you know, you're you're. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe well, no, they're going to change the, air conditioning. Well, that's the problem is like, you know, we, we sit here and, you know, even the AI guys are like, well, we're always going to need plumbers because right. it's so we all sit here. You two especially sit here and say there's nothing stopping them from two years down the road. Yeah. Them having some fucking eureka moment where they go, well, we don't need plumbers well, anymore. They, we have this thing that we drop down the toilet and it cleans everything out and fixes your pipe. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing. So it, you could even sit there and say, well, I'm going to send my son to a trade. He's going to learn to be a plumber because that's like a guarantee. And then yep. he spends three years doing that and two years in apprenticeship and then boom. You only need you only need plumbers if you're shitting. <laughs> if we no longer shit, then you no longer need plumbers. No, like I know that's the extreme, Matt, yeah. but that's to the point, right? Like you're sure. right. Nothing is for certain. But I mean, if we're judging... Trends. What we see in the future happening, yeah. we're probably going to lose the cashiers before we're going to lose the plumbers. And we're going to lose the, I mean, maybe not the truck drivers now that we've gone through all the, you know, reasons think, why think that about, can't happen. Think but, about this too. We could spend the next 20 years telling every kid, like, you have to learn to code. I hate it. You know, like literally saying, You're, you, this is what you should learn. And then 20 years from now, we could, we could like Kamar says, someone could create an AI program that that boom, it does all the coding for us. Basic and extreme, like all coding is done by this machine. And then we've all of a sudden taught a whole generation that you have to learn this one thing or you're never going to succeed. And then, oh my God, I've only been trained in coding and now this machine does it all. Or to go, what do I do? To go to the extreme of that, Matt, what if there's no power? Sure. Then sure. you're certainly wasted a long time learning how to code. <laughs> yep. That's the biggest factor. In so You're I guess, sitting writing ones and zeros in the sand. I guess the lesson backslash. here is to be a very well-rounded individual. Learn as many different things as you can and just hope for the fucking best. 
I mean, according to you, and Simon, make sure should, some of those are survival tactics. I was gonna say, according to you, you should really just stock up on flint, bottled water, and learn how to make a fucking fire out of pretty much nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to get me started. No, we don't. No. Um, how long is like uh, I got a quite a We're few two hours in, in, but go ahead. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about dinosaurs because they talked a lot about dinosaurs. That's weird. I I don't remember that part. Well, they were talking about what they thought maybe... Well, it started. You want to start where they started? It started with private citizens owning dinosaur skeletons, to which I say, fuck yeah. Imagine walking into some dude's like um, foyer and there's just, I don't know, a T-Rex. Yeah, that'd be pretty badass. It would be pretty fucking badass. Man. Well, you know what? It's that really, it's that really makes right? your great room a great uh, room. Maddie, you took the words right out of <laughs> my mouth. Listen, uh, so Nick Cage bought that head, though, and then it, he had to return it. Oh, yeah, okay. Nick Cage, the singer? Or no, Nicolas Cage, the actor. That's correct. <laughs> Nicolas Cage, the actor. But it's a fossil, is it not? That was the fossil of a yeah. T-Rex. Fossils. Yeah. They're all fossils. Yeah, there's no such thing sorry. as a, I'm, I'm a dinosaur sorry. The bone. skeleton, the, the fossilized skeleton yeah, of a dinosaur. Come back, come back. We had a pretty cool uh, dino exhibit at our nature museum when we were kids. I was thinking about that was the coolest place in the world when I was like short. Yeah. Like, walk, there was a huge... Well, it, was it was so... No, it was you so walked great. underneath the whale skeleton, which when you think about it, is like looking at a dinosaur. Yeah. And then you walked in, it was all dark, and it was very cool. But I mean, even walking the front door up the steep stairs, and like there was a, a tree, or a, yeah. I think it was a, a totem pole. Yeah. A giant, totem huge pole. totem yeah. pole. And it's the area, even when you would get the tickets. It was a very, it was a very, it was a very cool museum. Before but, uh, even getting to the um, dino section. And the other sections, there's other sections beside the dinosaur section. Do you know the uh, Science and Technology Museum is reopened? Yeah. Sorry? Yeah, it looks incredible. Have you been there? No, not yet. I saw That was my up. favorite of the museums. If you went yeah. to the museum as a kid, I want to go back there. I should have gone there this morning. There was a guy, I think there's a guy in Ottawa who made a like he hypothesized of what a reptile man would look like if it kept growing like a human had grown you know what i'm saying sure yeah yeah okay it's like a dinosaur. Yeah. You're looking at me like I'm the weird one here. Finish. No, it, it was just a really cool thing he did. It reminded me, because when Kamar was talking about the dinosaur exhibit, they had like uh, one side was bone and one side was the skin of the dinosaur. And that was very neat. But even now we know that that probably wasn't the case. It was probably one side would have been the bone and one side would have been feathers, right? Because we're mm-hmm. finding out now that they were all bird related. And then that's what they were talking about here on the show was like, they think that T-Rex could have possibly have had like a vulture face, a lot of kind of feathers. And, and then that was interesting because Joe kind of came to this realization on the show that the arms made a lot of sense because they would be like the leftover wings. That's what, cause they can't figure out why the T-Rex had these short little arms, like their bodies, like they don't make any sense. They have these giant heads, these really long tails really huge legs and tiny little arms that can't you can't do anything with and 
I just jo- want to know how they de-evolve their wings and the become wings gigantic. Or like, some separate setup. It also means that but it's... Whoa, whoa. But get, no, no, no. The, birds might have always have been huge, you know? They, the size, that is overcomable. But to devolve the wings, that's just, I guess, the same way something comes out of the ocean and ends up with feet. But then I also want to know, does that mean that at some point there were fucking... Why do you keep squeezing your teeth? What I'm, is going on over there? He's been fondling himself I'm, for like five minutes. I'm feeling, it, I'm feeling from throwing the Frisbee two days later. I'm having a lot of Dude, like, I'm telling um, you, my arm is fucked. A it's lot of, so painful Anyways, that's... Yeah, sorry. We can, played can, disc golf. What were you saying? I was interested in what you were saying. Well, I was just going to say, does that mean that at some point there was a, T-re- a winged T-Rex flying around the earth? I think that is possibly exactly what that means, Matt. Unless you're right that... It, Okay, we're talking about. We both know. We Keep in all, mind, there's flightless birds now, so there's a. We all know, Matt, that like the Tyrannosaurus and the Stegosaurus live so far apart from each yeah, other yeah, yeah, because yeah. dinosaurs live for so long. Yeah. So it is possible then that something very small ended up very big within the, you know, from the, let's say the Jurassic to the Triassic, or I'm, I'm not good with the time frames, but you see what I'm driving at, right? You know what? Because think, it's millions and millions yeah, and millions yeah, yeah, of years, yeah. hundreds of millions of years. I think we're thinking about this wrong though. Maybe also, maybe the T-Rex was like the original bird and it evolved wings. Maybe that's something. Like, do you know what I mean? It maybe, went the other way. Yeah, maybe a yeah. bird species started off as a non-flight animal, which is probably most like likely. You, like, because, like you said, there are ostriches and emus and penguins. penguins yeah. Well, I mean, penguins are a terrible example. No, but, but okay, fine. But e- even the ones you use, the point being is there's a better chance that there was a land animal that mm-hmm. grew wings and right, figured right. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes way more but sense. But I mean, even when you look at like an ostrich, Joe was saying this too you can see that there's some similarity to the T-Rex there, right? Like the wings, which do nothing, just like the little arms that do nothing, the big, long, strong legs. I mean, it doesn't have a tail like that, but again, you know, you're pushing things to its, um, Mm -hmm. I heard an interesting thing about the T-Rex, which is they say that the arm, everything was in proportion on a T-Rex, like the arms made sense to the size of its body until it reaches teenagehood and then everything else grows, but the arms don't, hmm. which is very odd. Like it's just, and that's why, you it know, has gigantism well, we, of everything. We but probably, the arms. this is probably another situation where we know so little of about course. what it was actually like that when one day we probably will never find out, but when they do find out, they're going to be like these fucking dummies. This is what they thought this was. Like they were so far off, you know, I wanted to bring that up to you. Do you think, I, I assume that you think one day all of the mysteries will be answered. Is that correct? I mean, I, this is what I guess your opinion too. I guess in a perfect world, Matt, um, when the aliens come down, they also come down with all of the answers and we can just get it all over with in a one shot type scenario while I'm still here. No, you're, but, but wait, but what? That's probably not the case. Okay. And so you're somewhat, all the mysteries will probably be revealed over the course of time as long as the earth doesn't, you know, get hit by a comet or, you know, like, let me rephrase. Can I, can I rephrase that then? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Without alien intervention. (laughs) I like how you always have to start. Well, no, but that's a good, this is without alien intervention. Do you think that we humans or maybe with 
a little bit of low-key alien intervention, do you think that we eventually figure it all out? Can I answer? You, yeah. Well, let's just take the dinosaurs, for example. <laughs> we know what we know now. Yeah. But probably because of like global warming and stuff, the same way we're finding more out about um, ancient civilizations, more is probably going to be uncovered about the dinosaurs. You know, we'll just probably find more shit as we move forward in history and we'll, we'll never get it exactly right, but we'll probably come a lot closer than we are today. Go, Kamar. I'm sorry. No, I, I love it if the aliens came down and they were like, so yeah, the dinosaurs, this is like... Uh, yeah, none of that stuff matters. We, that was there when we came here too, man. I don't know what they're doing. Dude, <laughs> this, that this, would be awesome. This is the straight dope. Do you know what my favorite is though? I don't think there are answers necessarily. There's so many skeptics and Simon, I think you yourself, like if the aliens came down and gave you an answer you didn't like, I think you would be like, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> like I could totally see aliens coming down and being like, like there weren't ancient civilizations we didn't cut the blocks. We actually have no idea how they get here. And then you being like, yeah, I don't know about those aliens. There's probably a different group of aliens that came down. <laughs> oh, I, we'd have to search into the answer. No, but that would be really fucked up, right? If they And they're like, yeah, we don't know either. This shit was here when we got here. That would be... That would be so cool, man. That would, that would be No, but so I'm okay cool. with that mystery too. Like I'm not stuck on aliens like I know, you think I'm I am. Just, listen, I'm I just throwing out I just throwing, love out, the just throwing idea. out ideas. Here. Like as you said that, Matt, I, I got a huge smile on my face or it felt like I did anyways. I don't know what my face does anymore after you. It often scowls at me. me of doing things. But Joe started a whole new fucking thing for me and fucking being the the keyword. Dinosaurs fucking. I had never thought about it before. But like, yeah, how did the T-Rex fuck with those tiny little arms? Well, didn't they? Uh, hold on. I want you to think about hold that. Hold on, but do I birds, want you to think do birds fuck? B- birds do fuck. Every bird fucks? It, they fuck in a very weird way, I know Matt, most where birds they, fuck. I know, they clean up their fucking area. No, but they don't have dicks as in like they're not going in and out. It's mm. like they attach and one drops something into the other. Point is... The, the but then that's probably what, di- what the dinosaurs did because they're birds. They probably just dropped an egg and some other shit in it. No, no, no. But they actually have to. They they attach coitally to do it. It's still like they're having sex. Is coitally, a word. The female goes face down. The male comes in. Simon's so back. happy right now. He's Not only are we talking about are we talking about the T Rexes now? Okay, uh, tell me, please. I, like I'm dying to T Rex is face down, face down. Yeah, feet still down, bent yeah. over. Yeah, tail goes straight up. It yeah. actually looks quite spectacular. Yeah, yeah, amazing. It actually looks it's quite attracting all like one of those, the males. Uh, things advertising cars, you know, <laughs> I mean? flip flopping. Yeah, the the floppy man and the uh, oh my god. How does the male then run up? Rears up. He does a. He walks down. Rears up. He's his like head. the cow. Oh yeah. He's like the cow. That was good. He doesn't run yeah. anywhere. He walks down. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Son, he's the king of the jungle. We don't run down. We he walk sort of, down and fuck them all. He leans back on his tail and guides himself in with okay. his head. Okay, okay. So according to Kamar, according to Kamar, gravity did not apply back in the time of the dinosaurs. That is possible. We don't know what the well, world was like back then. Anything, when really. she bends over her giant dinosaur vagina is exposed. I still, without, without his arms and her with that. Her giant dinosaur vagina. Kamar, Kamar, please, please, without his, without the use of his arms and with that giant tail, there's no way that's going down. 
I want to know. I have to look into this. Every bird, he there's uh, no his... bird that drops something off and another bird like just sits on it and picks it up or something he like that. Again, Matthew, I said that very quickly. Um, With but I'm very but I'm pretty that. sure I've looked into this before because you know me. No, he puts I mean, his, I, want birder. An, I want I want I'm a birder and I also want to know how animals fuck. He puts, so yeah, he, he puts is, you would in think the Venn, in the Venn diagram, this is the bell curve you for you think, right there. You would think I would know that info. He puts his two feet down like a backhoe that has been converted now that's using the I shovel. I understand, yeah. And then his tail guides him. I was he, with you from the beginning. Don't no, worry. I still don't see it. Well, that's, you're, that's you're gonna have it. to draw me some pictures because I just don't understand. First of all, but Simon, the- stop. First of all, the T Rex has a giant forty foot T Rex penis that Yo. keeps it anchored inside, yeah. Yeah. and then the tail is out back doing all sorts well, of work. I just gotta say, Matt, if they're anything like the birds, Come at they don't the have penises like that. Listen, I just don't think Steven Spielberg could have had that in the movie because I think it really takes away when in every shot the T-Rex is chasing them and his giant T-Rex fucking shaft and balls are shaking. Wait, but even better than that, Matt, is when they're like driving through the countryside when they're first meeting all the dinosaurs and they drive by like the stegosauruses and you know they're all eating in the grass but instead they were like one was mounted each other yeah. in the jungle. It's a, it's it a stegosaurus orgy, just it's going hard. Um, but all of the dinosaurs, I think... I mean, some of them for sure, the, they look a lot like, or we think they looked a lot like, um, you know, four-legged animals. So you would figure that out easy. But some of them are so odd, like... But maybe... Just, hold on, maybe the it's little... It's amazing. Simon, Thank you, Joe. Maybe the little arms... You, hold on, maybe the little arms had only to do with, with sex. sex. I was just thinking that, and they like... They like, cram, like they claw 60, into the back. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They 69. They join little hands... If the dick of the Tyrannosaurus was in his throat, if his tongue was a dick, that would totally work. This is a good way to end it. <laughs> um, did I have more? I think I had a little more, but no, oh, go we can, ahead. We can end no, it whatever. You, I'll give you one more. Um, we, we gave you dinosaurs fucking. I thought that was a good ending, but if you got one more good good Fitzdogger in there, then. I'll tell my one Fitzdog thing. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Come you, on. You yeah. He it. told you a funny story about when he did a podcast with Ari Shafir. And they waterboarding comes up and torture. So they talk about it and then they actually set it up. And the funniest thing is uh, Ari does it first. Of course. And it's horrible. But they're laughing. and Like they can't believe they're doing this. And then uh, after it's all done and Ari just survives, he goes, so are you going to do it? He's like, you bet no, you I am. Do you want to try it? Do you want to try uh, it? Yeah. And Fitz of Simmons, course I do. Of course I want to do that. And they actually did it. And you can listen to it on his podcast. That is funny. It's pretty funny. But he gets waterboarded. They waterboard each other, Jesus. but just his his enthusiasm, like to after see just Ari get totally fucked up and like say, ah, oh, okay, I'm not doing that. That'd be sort of a less of a character move than I. In my I've eyes. always said this though, it like there's a total difference between getting waterboarded by someone that you know is absolutely yes. And getting waterboarded by yes. someone who's trying to get fucking information out you of you. You know it's going to stop. It's hardly as bad. Like, of course, if you if you know you're in control. Kamar, too. it's kind of like if you said you got to get on a plane, but you only got to fly for five minutes. I could do that, but if knowing that I have to be on there for three hours, like it's, <laughs> do you see how the? No, you with waterboarding though, you still feel the. You can, they could waterboard you for longer. You still feel the horrible feeling right. that if all of a sudden this person wasn't your friend. And but wasn't, you can't die from waterboarding? Is that... Want to try it? Yeah, you can't. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't at all. But then they also... Tim talk, Kennedy said no, right? 
It was Tim Kennedy that said Somebody you can't die from it. Somebody said you couldn't die from it. I, you know what waterboarding is, right? Well, you can choke on water, so I just That's it. Can't I don't you? understand how you can't die from it. They, well, you can't drown is maybe what they meant. You can't drown by waterboarding. Again, how like, you're, like if you're inhaling the water, they're... Because I guess drowning, you have to be in a certain amount of water. I have no idea, Matthew. Like, I really don't know. Okay, listen, the definition of drowning, as far as, like, the corners... Let's look it up. Hold on. As far as the corner is concerned, is I'm pretty sure you just inhale water, okay, right? hold on, hold Suffocated on. I'm going to tell you. Water. <coughs> I'm going to tell you. We're going to end this on the note of we know something of what we're well, talking Well, no, but about. they also talked about the Chinese water torture. And what do you know that to be? I always thought that was... That's just a drop falling on you over and over on again. On you or in the room that you just hear? No, no, no it's, it's on you. On you like, water. So they it did falls it on, they, on you and it like burns into your skin after well, a while. It was on your head, you know? first or, of all. Okay. They did it on, anywhere would be bad. Think, well, no, but this, you, you're crazy. actually wrong. I think it was oh. crazy for it. They did it on Mythbusters. And I mean, the, the myth was that the water would eventually like burrow a hole wherever it was. But they did it on Mythbusters. And after like 20 minutes, the chick was bawling her fucking eyes out she was hysterical and she got out and she was like they had to like compose her and shit and then they interviewed her and she was like yeah i that's exactly what that is that is fucking torture but what was i totally wrong about what part was i totally wrong about? can you die from waterboarding no no you just said i was totally wrong about it's Water torture. It can't oh no, because you no, well, you were just like it was on the arm and it's gonna, it, burns it, it like arm. burns or something. And I said it just it what Kamar it said it drives long. you crazy. It doesn't take long. Yeah. So then they ask each other which what's the worst torture? <laughs> okay, so drown thousand cuts. Die through submersion in and inhalation of water. So they're inhalation of water. But submersion in. So I think that's But important. it says submersion in or. Deliberately kill a person or animal by submerging in water, submerge or flood an area. Like I, I think that read has the, something to do with it. Read the first part again. The first thing you read. Die through submersion in and inhalation of water. So, so both. And, yeah. Yeah. It's both. I agree. But that's what I'm saying is so theoretically if i'm lying on my back and but you're you not a, being submerged in water inhaling water it was end inhaling water inhaling water okay again well and meaning that you need both both of those things have to be there for the term drowning to apply i i think fine. that's okay what fine means. so okay well that's just semantics yeah at this point. semantics if i'm lying on my back and you're pouring water down my throat while and i have a fucking rag over <laughs> my face we'll consider that drowning i I mean, again, I don't care what it says on my tombstone. I'm dead. But would you rather that than someone cutting off some fingers? Like, to like, me, buried, buried alive, I think, would be the worst one. I think if someone's cutting off their fingers, they're like. <laughs> did you ever see that Ryan Reynolds movie? This is where movie? it starts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Terrible. did you ever see the movie The, the Vanishing, Jesus. where the guy kidnaps his <laughs> wife and buries no. her underground and then it's like this whole thing where he's trying to find her and she's still alive the whole time and he's like a ma- you, it's, no it's a mind fuck man and a half i assume that's what the ryan reynolds one was like kind of loosely based on wasn't it where he's trying to track down the no ryan he, reynolds he's, he's underneath in, he's, oh yeah it's the whole movie he's in the i coffin. couldn't watch it because i can't oh. watch him in yeah, the box i can't believe i watched it's, it did you watch uh, the whole thing like, i watched the whole thing where's this gonna go that's it's that's so the trick. fucking that's the trick then oh so the last point I was going to make was, and stop me if I've already made this one, because it's possible that I have. It's about all the different um, species of humans that lived amongst the Neanderthals, Neanderthals, and 
how much it 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 was like uh so there were all different one maybe eight or something in different parts of the world all cohabitating at the same time it was like lord of the rings and also there would have been like um because there was crossbreeding between the two that's how we know that that happened there might have been like Romeo and Juliet type situations going on between like the Denisovans and the Florentidians or whatever they're called. You know, I don't, uh, but you see what I'm saying? That the, these exact same human things could have played out millions and millions of years ago. You know, you sh- <laughs> well, no, what I was just, no, you don't even know what you're laughing at. You don't even know uh, where I'm, I'm going laughing yet. at myself. I'm just thinking to myself, like, it's a good movie. I know you're not totally against the the simulation like Matrix theory, but you are totally the type where if they came up with like the perfect simulation, you would be in that thing all day, just back in time. I I would very much like to know what it was like back then. No, yeah. but you'd be lost in that shit. It'd be like Inception. Be you'd in be in the shit, opium yeah. den in China. Oh, just for sure. Fucking, yeah. You'd be three layers deep, fucking like just oh, the dinosaurs, short arms, fucks funny. Like I just, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly it. You would be so deep in. Uh, there. I hope I was a little more eloquent than the than that with the dinosaurs fucking. But I no, hear, you were. I'm just, I hear you. But when you're three levels deep yeah. in Inception, no, 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 no. You know, I, I I hope everyone realized how I described it is how it happened. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, that that's it. Rate the episode, and then we're we're done. We, we've gone on. For I far rate too this long one. Here. It's got to be the best of the week, so I will give it a three and a half. You thought this was better than JD and John? Oh, for sure, way better. Wow, Kamar. I thought it was a four. Okay, so Kamar thought it was better too. No, he gave, he gave gave JD and John. A, yeah, I just think Wiz Khalifa brought the whole week down. So what did you rate Wiz Khalifa? Two, one. I think it went down to one. Either way. I rate this episode, uh, I don't know, three. And uh, final thoughts on our friend uh, Fitzdog? Come here. He's uh, definitely one for the black people. He told some crazy new power stories, to, though. He, power to him. Wanted to make sure you knew it. Yeah. He told a story about falling asleep at the wheel and like waking up with his head split open. He talked about his dad drink driving. What was the clo- Here's truth moment, come here. And then I'll tell you truth moment. What, uh, what was the closest you've ever come to falling asleep at the wheel? I would think like some, how many seconds do you figure? Sometime tree planting in uh, uh, ten seconds. Oh, I don't think I've gone that long. You're asking how long you've been out at the wheel? Yeah, no longer than a second. I think yeah. For me, it was like for sure. I felt my eyes close and then opened right away. So once I do, then it, I pulled over and did Joe's stupid trick. Had to pull over. <laughs> once I do it once, I roll down the window and I crank the music. But come on, you had a good ten seconds. I think so. Wow. Well, thank God you're still here, man. Thank God. I don't know how you did it. That's the proof that we're in the simulation because... Maybe that's too long. It felt like just the fact that you're like... Do you ever feel when you like feel like you're sleeping and then you open your eyes and you're... That's more the multiverse, Simon, because he actually died in that. He... The, the 10 seconds there, he, he hit yeah. something. And we're just being replayed. In well, he just jumped into another multiverse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, getting, he's getting stronger, like Jetly. All right, I like that's it, it, man. I like it. That's it. Um, Kamar, are you playing anywhere this week? I think so, but I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm working a lot. Working a lot right now. The, Put in a good word for me. I entered that competition. Yeah. Well, the draw should be coming down. It's June oh, 12th. I, I, the draw I, is June 12th. I got in the Yuck Yucks one, the other one that I told you to get into. I didn't get into it. No, you did not. 
Oh well, it happens. I'm not a comedian, so it's tough so, to get into. So, so, so that's the big thing. Got to anyone booking shows right now? Uh, looking for spots to get ready for the big comp. Oh yeah, we should probably mention since you're on board now. Uh, we're looking for a sponsor. So if you have any interest, we 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 get at least ten downloads a day. Um. I guess that's it. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> Save it for the post, Joe. No, no. Um, real quick, then uh, you can follow Kamar on Instagram. Kamar at Kamar Babar. Check the weather. I'm wrong. You can follow me on Instagram at Floydy F L O Y D with five E's. You can follow the show on Instagram J R E E Podcast. You can send us an email uh, J R E E Podcast at gmail dot com. Join the subreddit. It's J R E E Podcast. No fucking surprise there. Uh, if you want to join the Patreon. Like I said, we're now we're going to be releasing three throwback episodes a week. Each one of them was at least an hour. I think the Shane Smith one was 50 minutes. Gavin's was over an hour. And George Suklos was like an hour and 20 minutes or something, obviously, because Simon and I bickered for... <laughs> I realized a huge point in the McInnes one that I'll do in another Patreon episode exclusively that I forgot to mention. Oh, massive! Oh, let's massive. Well, let's talk about when we have a cigarette. It's massive. Um, that being said, like I said, the throwback episodes those were a ton of fun. I really enjoyed those. I did too. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, as we always do with everything that we do on this. Uh, no, no, podcast. but it, these ones in particular, maybe it was just the ones we chose. Maybe we got super lucky, but like the the the. I mean, the callbacks in the Gavin McInnes and Shane Smith episodes were insane. Yeah, even though the Giorgio one was amazing no, that the Giorgio everyone was great is too. allowed to listen to, the other two are actually wilder and even more entertaining. But that's why I gave the Sukalos yeah. one, because You'd have the other the two, you really, out, you deserve, we deserve money for these ones. They're, we went back and did the work. You did the work. Uh, that being said, like I said, patreon.com slash podcast. If you guys want to join, uh, you can join for as little as $1 a month. And like I said, now that $1 a month will get you your three throwbacks and you will get the post Joe on Tuesday with the episode. So but you it, get it three days early. If you only give a dollar, it'll be bad for your self-esteem. So give $5 to know you're better than and that. And please rate and leave a comment. Oh, I don't even give a shit anymore because I don't know where. Like who cares? and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the post, Joe. Tell someone. The universe is big and we are small. So keep your eyes open. Have a good week, folks.